Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network presents Streetwise Theology Out of the Ivory Tower and Back into the Hands of the Invisible Church Agents of the Silver Screen, we are back live from my basement. It's been a while since we've uh, come together. The last one we did was uh, solely about Star Wars. This one, mm-hmm. this will be the first ever annual Agent Awards. Woohoo! Thanks so much for listening. Welcome. We Better have, than uh, the Oscars and far less political, guaranteed. <laughs> yep. Better than the Golden Globes. We definitely get political. Oh, definitely. We have, Joey well, is going to give his version of the Oprah speech. Well, <laughs> Well, I guess I would say that we, I, we, I don't know, we, we crushed that political nonsense yeah, yeah. commentary that what we hear nonsense. at the Golden Globes and, and uh, at the Oscars. Yes, uh, we get we get political. We just, you yeah. know, just don't, uh, just we don't we, get politically correct. That's the difference. I guess we do it in a better way. Um, so today we have Anti-political. Joey with us. Say hi, Hello. Joey. And Dove is here also. That music is What's so sick. That? Yes. Uh, well, again, I right, like I said sick. before, Bradley St. James on SoundCloud. You can attempt to find him on SoundCloud if SoundCloud had um, uh, a more streamlined. We were just bemoaning this a few minutes ago. When we, we were. We were trying to look up uh, Brad's stuff. And, I was uh, getting pretty frustrated. Dove was yeah. getting frustrated because you can find it. It's and very much difficult, anytime actually. he puts out a new song, I get frustrated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we're going to start off today's podcast. Uh, we're going to do the good and the bad and the ugly first, and then we're going to move on to uh, the. We're not Agent doing awards. A, yeah, we're not yeah. doing a big ticket item. We're going to do the Agent Awards. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, e- each of us are going to be giving out three awards for uh, three different categories. We'll get to that later, and uh, then we're going to close it off with uh, three underrated movies. These don't have to necessarily be the most underrated films that you've ever seen. But these are Our just... favorite underrated films. Well, yeah. We'll, well, we'll qualify each list yeah, as we we'll come qualify. to it. That's true. Yeah. Um, start That's first off, mine. first things first, we're going to do Known For. This is a game we play uh, at the beginning of every podcast. Uh, I go to imdb.com. I look up an actor. And uh, I look at the four movies that IMDb, IMDb says that actor or actress is known for. And uh, we, we try to guess before we look it up uh, what the four movies are. Okay, Dove, and we went with Mel Gibson this week. Okay, Man. Dove. Yes, uh, and I only got one right for Denzel last time. I think no, was it, was it Denzel? Uh, no, Who Samuel was Samuel Jackson? Samuel Jackson. Yeah. Oh, okay, I got those two mixed up. Okay. Um, okay, so <laughs> for obvious reasons, but we're gonna. Okay, so here's here's now I only, I even included one. That he's not acted in, but I think it's on there. Okay. Okay. So hopefully I can do a lot I, better. I than included one. that one too. Okay. So number one, Passion of the Christ. Mm-hmm. Number two, Braveheart. Number okay. three, Lethal Weapon. Mm-hmm. And number four, The Patriot. Okay. All right. All right. Um, Joey. <sighs> Passion of the Christ is a tough one. Yeah, I'm man. Not I know. Sure if they're gonna do it. <laughs> I feel like I should put it on there. Don't I do have, it. Luke did it already. I, I know. I feel like I should put it on there, but also <laughs> I'm trying to win. So. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say Braveheart, uh-huh. The Patriot, mm-hmm. What Women Want, Okay, and let's go with Signs. Signs. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. okay. Uh, nice. So you said you said What Women Want, Braveheart, The Patriot, and Signs. Okay. I went with uh, The Passion of the Christ. I went with Mad Max. 
Uh, trying to get the cult yeah, classic in there. Uh, I, I crossed out Daddy's Home too because I was like, I don't care if IMDb might put it on there because it just came out recently because they do that often. I really not interested in that movie, and out of principle, I denied it and put Braveheart on there. And Braveheart's uh, got to be on there. Oh yeah, yeah of course. Please. Yeah, of course, of course. I mean, uh, it was just it was stupid. And uh, I apologize to all the other agents here in the room. <laughs> um, and Lethal Weapon. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Known for. We all got Braveheart. Yeah, of course. Yep. of course we did. It's the first one on. Of course yep. we did. Of yep. course. Uh-huh. Second one is Lethal Weapon Three. Uh, I, I, I think I think that counts. I don't know if that counts. Uh, they could have put any Lethal. Who's to say the, the Lethal one, Weapon the Three is better than four. Lethal Weapon One? The best one's Lethal Weapon Four because Jet Li is the man in that one. Yeah, he, he is pretty cool. And um, okay, Joey got signs. Wow. Wow. So two, I think two. we all got two. Okay, the last one was a surprise. What do you mean we all got two? Did everybody have signs? No, no, no uh, we no. didn't have some, but oh, we yeah, had lethal weapon. Lethal weapon. Lethal weapon. The last one is ransom. Oh, yeah. I'm surprised by that one. I honestly have not. I've not seen that one. Oh, you I, haven't? I have no idea. Wow, that Joey, that's a good. That's no a good idea one. That Gary Sinise yeah. in that bad boy. You remember him? Oh, my word. Oh, a young, um, a young, um, a Leif Schreiber. Oh, oh really? That's right. He's in that too. That's right. Okay. Yes. I just remember that scene where he hits him in the neck. You remember that? No. You don't see that too often in movies where Gary Sinise. Mm-hmm. Just goes one of these and he uh, hits it and he hits him right in the neck ooh. and I'm like, ooh, that Yikes. was nasty. Yeah. <laughs> I feel I don't know. That's a weird list still. I don't I don't get I, I'm I don't get ransom, ransom over the Patriot. I don't yeah, yeah, me, yeah. I, even with the Passion of the Christ, I, I'm I'm surprised by that one. A lot of times, if they're actors, they just don't put stuff that's directed on there. Yeah. Or Apocalypto. They Apocalypto. don't put directed. Oh, what a great film that was! I there. love Apocalypto. Love watching that one. Okay, now we're going to move on to the next segment uh, called The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. There are seven categories uh, which uh, the agents, before we come together, we choose from. and uh, These are essentially film reviews uh, and several other various and sundry uh, fun film things that we like to do. Uh, Joey, we're going to start with you. All right. And The Good and the Bad and the Ugly. What do you got for us, man? All right, so since Athena and I got MoviePass, there's my... Uh, plug. Yeah, I was gonna say. Hope you're well, listening. Plug, uh, plug for Movie Pass, and I have to mention Athena every podcast. Yes. So, right. <laughs> uh, but since we've, <laughs> since we've gotten Movie Pass, we've been taking uh, uh, many more, I guess, risks. Right. We we're going to see a lot more movies that we wouldn't necessarily see in theaters. Yes. Right? Yes. So I've just seen two very recently. So mm-hmm. I was going to let you guys pick about which mm-hmm. one you want to hear about. Mm-hmm. This these are two films that I I had no idea the quality. Mm-hmm. Um, they would be one I was really interested in one I thought was gonna be crap okay um, and so these are game night or annihilation which uh, one do you want to hear about I want to hear about game night you want to hear about game I want to be here okay. about game night so you, you're okay walk, yeah, you're walking funny. the plank you walk the plank yeah. all right yep I'm walking the plank okay all right game night here we go well game night um, was the one I thought was gonna be crap okay just because honestly comedies these days are yes, generally yes. so garbage full yeah. of vulgar yes. humor and yes. sex jokes and yes. sex and, yeah, yeah. and wait wait did so, you mention sex yeah, yeah oh, okay. and have so little sure. that is actually <laughs> funny in them but I just I don't know I mean, I mean you know sometimes you're just looking for something that's not like super dramatic mm-hmm. and so you know we go and and most of the time I'm disappointed, or we rent something, and most of the time I'm disappointed. And I've seen I've seen a bunch <laughs> recently that just were like not good, yeah. or, or, or just like give me a few laughs, and or. But the thing is, for me, like if there are more moments where I'm like closing my eyes or cringing or just like, oh, why is that in there? Versus yeah. like laughing, then like it's a total bust for me. Mm-hmm. So, um, I and we talked about this right before we started this podcast. Like Daddy's Home too was yes. was, was cringy and not great, and yeah. Uh, what else have I seen recently? I saw, I saw that one that was like it was like that party one 
That was really bad. That was terrible. Party the, one. Yeah, the one where there's like the office party. Oh, Christmas big, office yeah, party. Yeah. Christmas yeah. Office party. Terrible. Oh yeah. Movie. Absolutely awful. Uh. <laughs> uh, just the worst. Um, so yeah. So stuff like that. However, game night turned out to be a really pleasant surprise. No kidding. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Um, game night is actually awesome. It's a really, really good uh, comedy. It was a really yeah. nice way to start off. So, um, essentially, uh, it kind of lacks a lot of those elements that I just stated. Yeah. So there are no, the there's, no there's no actual sex or nudity in it right, at all. Right. Um, there's probably only one instance I can think of where so, where a character tells a story that's pretty crude. Okay. But like other than that, there's like not really any major sex. That's surprising. Jokes that I remember. Yeah. That is um, other surprised. than like one, scene. especially and with then, uh, what's his face in it. Um, who. Uh, the main Bateman, Bateman. Yeah, yeah, Jason yeah. Bateman. I, I know. Mean, oh, my warner, the king. This of is actually jokes. this is actually a total like turnaround for Bateman. I feel like this movie is wow. like compared to his normal shtick. Yeah. Because I don't know. There's like so much like nice in this movie. That's normally he's normally the dark humor, sarcastic one. Right. Yeah. And and this is like I don't know. Cynical. This movie has lots of yeah. This movie has lots of really like fun stuff in it. So, okay. Um, no kidding. <clears throat> And so, yeah, and then even the language. I mean, there's definitely, you know, you have your F-bombs. You kind of can't get away from that with R-rated films. Yeah. But, like, most of the time these days, you like read, you're, like you like, reading up about the rating of an R-rated film, and it's, like, 40 to 50 F-bombs or uh-huh. something ridiculous like that. This right. is, like, probably, like, this is, they're sporadic. Yeah, there's right. like, one every once in a while, I right. feel like. There, I think there's one scene in which, um, in which like, there's a bunch of them thrown around. Um, but it's it's pretty funny. But anyway, yeah. Their so usage Jason, of the f bomb was tasteful. Right, exactly. It was it was not <laughs> oh Logan. It was not. Oh, was they not gave Logan. us the R rating. Here we go. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're just gonna we're just gonna exactly. copy and paste that into every yes. other word in the script. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. So yeah. So um, it was, it was actually a really tasteful movie. Really funny. Um, there, uh, Rachel McAdams and Jason Bateman are are both wonderful. They have oh. a really cool chemistry. Okay. Um, and, and that's actually that was another thing that I thought was really <laughs> nice is so many of these movies and so many movies in Hollywood right now really like to go after marriage. Yes. Like it's always like there's either the couple is happily married and then something breaks them apart yeah. or like or they're or, or it starts off with them being divorced and having cheated on each other or blah 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 and yeah, then yeah, you know, yeah. it goes from there. Sometimes it reunites them but most of the time, you know. Mm-hmm. Um this was really nice cuz they're married and like they're a happy couple and they like stay a happy couple and like I don't yeah. know, it's just yeah. That's awesome. It was nice. So there was there's some really cool parts of it and like I said I thought I definitely thought I was really happy with it. Mm-hmm. I laughed through like the whole movie. So oh, wow. Um, yeah, so that was really funny and tastefully funny. Wow! Um, so yeah, cool. I would That's definitely cool. recommend I, I, it. I'm glad to hear this because I wanted to see that right when I saw it. Yeah. I was like, that kind of looks it's like a, my kind a, of That's movie. a cool plot. And it, yeah. it, it actually, um, it is. It is a cool plot, and it actually merges the kind of multiple um, genres. That's because yeah. rather than just being comedy, because of the whole kidnapping thing, it's kind of like got a little bit of suspense in it. It's got a little okay. bit of like espionage type stuff in it. Some other like it, it blends those those genres in really nicely yes. too. Yeah. Um, it's I, got like it's got like this cool. It's got this really great soundtrack that's kind of like techno themed almost like Jason Bourne type stuff like in the background which is really cool yeah um, it does these like cool little like intros where it's almost like they are not intros but like segues between scenes where like if they're driving and stuff like that where they almost have like it's weird, but it's almost like they have like figurines uh-huh. of like the city, and it like it's like this cool shot of like this figurine part of the city, and it shows kind of like a game up. board. Then, you mean? Yeah, yes. exactly like a game board. But yeah, yeah. and so like figurine, like game board figurines, and then it kind of yeah. merges, it blends into the scene. It's really cool. Cool. They do a lot of really cool stuff in it. Um, yeah, and so it's uh, that's good. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely I think stands apart. That that um from the drivel. That that uh, I remember when Watch Mojo did uh, <laughs> their list of ten. 10 signs you know a movie's going to be bad, which yeah. was a really good list. I think I said that before. <laughs> it was actually surprisingly a good list. And I think there's two things that they 
they that they forgot to put on there. One was when it wins a million awards, and you see all the little um, what were they called the yep. laurel the laurel around uh, the quotes. Uh-huh. Oh, you know, yeah. and there's like ten of them. I'm like, uh-huh. oh my word, this movie's gonna be terrible. You know, it's like winner here, <laughs> winner here, you know, amazing. You know, it's got all this laurel, all these laurels around. You know, all the quotes and the the festivals that it won. I'm like, this movie's gonna be awful. Second thing is what you were talking about. Uh, one one sign you know a movie's gonna be awful is when they use the word genre bending. Oh, uh, it's yeah. like, oh my oh, word, yeah. it's almost a guarantee. We, they're like, we don't know what genre this is. That means it's crap. That's mm-hmm. exactly Oh, no, they definitely what know what genre it is, but they just kind of blended some of the other ones. Well, okay, and I'm saying that's good yeah. because that's an exception, to, to yeah. I think, to that. And they don't claim to be genre bending. That principle. Right, right. And I, I'm, I'm glad to see. I, I know we're going to move into this. You know, we were talking about Post Malone earlier when we're, <laughs> we're saying, you know, there, there's going to be a next generation of these iPod kids who grew up listening to 100 genres. It's no surprise when we come across Post Malone who's going to jump from genre to genre. You look at the guy like, what, what exactly are you? You know, I think we're going to see more of that. And I hope, you know, with films, it's going to be the same thing. But it's just lately, oh, the film is genre bending. It's just, it, it's like almost a guarantee that the movie's going to be horrible. But I'm, I'm hoping to see us start to bend the genres, but actually have a good name attached to it. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess it's a long-winded way of, of me saying I hope we see more of this in the future. All right, Dove, uh, what do you got? Um, so I have a Netflix gem. All right. Okay. Uh, and I enjoy these too because most of the time I haven't seen them. <laughs> this was actually one that I went, this, is, this has been a little bit a while ago, but I thought to myself, you know, this is really good. It's a movie called Blackway. Okay. So, I have not heard of this movie. No, no one has. <laughs> is it actually on Netflix? Currently, I don't know. It okay. probably still is. Okay. Yes. But it is a Netflix gem. And uh, I noticed uh, the reason I clicked on it was because of the cast. Mm-hmm. So the cast is Anthony Hopkins, Julia oh. Stiles, and uh, and Ray Liotta. Wow. Okay. okay. So Jeez. it actually turned out to be very good. Mm-hmm. It is a very much a – I'm not going to go into the whole plot, but it's very much a out-of-the-furnace type of movie. Oh, okay. That's cool. okay. what I'm talking about, baby. It's really good, <laughs> and you, um, and it has that kid. I don't know if you guys remember the first Hunger Games movie, the real, the bad guy, that blonde kid. He was also in Vikings. Yeah, I think I know who you're Do you know what I'm about? talking about? I don't yeah. know, but he's, he's this kind of this um, – uh, he's kind of retarded a little bit, uh-huh. um, but he's but he just does what Anthony. He's just a, a cohort to Anthony Hopkins, and it's mm-hmm. really I did, like the relationship is funny. The, yeah, and it's really good, you know. And um, he, no, he's not retarded. He stutters. Oh, he stutters, okay. and that kind of plays into this whole. And I'm not going to get into the whole plot for you, but um, it's really good. And part of the reason it's really good, at least for me, is because I love movies that where they shoot them in a realistic setting. They take you into this world of these loggers and these uh, a light. It's like like out of the furnace when we first when me and Luke first saw that. Remember the town they were in? Mm-hmm. We were looking and we're like, that looks like Pennsylvania. We yeah. were like, that just looks. To, and it turns out it was in a village. It was a town north of Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Okay. And this was like it takes you into this. It's snowy and it's just kind of muddy and these huts and I'm like this was this was obviously filmed in a spot where they wanted to kind of show you the life of these people. Yes. And that was part of the whole draw of this thing. Where yes. you're just, it, 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 in this, it deals with these logger guys. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's a great plot. Anthony Hopkins is great. He does, he does the Anthony Hopkins thing. His, if you know what I mean by that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Um, is he British or did he actually do an American accent? I don't remember. <laughs> Cause his American accent. I don't even remember. Um, when he does an American I, I, accent. I don't remember, but he, yeah. He, uh, and uh, this, it, Black, this guy Blackway's causing all this trouble, and he decides to do something about it. 
and um, and it just turns it just plays out really really well. So it's very out of the furnacey. It's really good. There's no garbage or junk in it. Yeah. And uh, I think it'd be a really entertaining watch, you know, for anybody out there. So I'll watch that tonight. Awesome. Shoot. It's really good. Yeah, if it's still on Netflix, I'll definitely. If it's still on, I don't know if it's it. still on, but we'll it still might be. It. But anyway, cool. Check it out. Blackway. Blackway. Okay. Now I'm I'm really struggling here, um, <laughs> trying to. Uh, there's a really great Netflix gem uh, out there uh, that I've been recommending the last couple of weeks to my family, and so far everyone who's watched it has really liked it. Um, and it's called The Ritual. Um, I, I I just have to say it. I'm I'm not. This isn't my 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 pick. I'm I'm gonna go with a, a walk the plank on a movie. But I I I just have to recommend this real quick. It's okay. called The Ritual. It's a Netflix original film about four guys who are going hiking. And uh, one thing I just want to say real quickly about this is that when I watch films that um, th- this to me is like it's not exactly an A list film because it wasn't released in theaters to my knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, it's most a B Netflix, film. Most of these Netflix movies aren't right. And, and Amazon I, apparently yeah. is the only one with the, was the only one with enough money to do that. I was absolutely amazed because when I watched these films, it's about this monster that starts stalking them, right? And I was absolutely, absolutely amazed because films like this never deliver on the monster. One of three things happens. One is they explain the monster the way at the end. Oh, you thought it was a big monster? Well, actually, it was just um, lost. Yeah, yeah, yes, lost. Right, yeah. Oh, you yes. thought it was a monster? It's yes. actually a cloud of smoke. Y- yes, okay. a cloud of smoke. <laughs> All right, thanks. Exactly. Yeah, this exactly. The Scooby Doo. Yeah. Yes, which oh. was funny as a kid, but was not was never fun as an adult when <laughs> yes. you're watching a real movie. Yeah. Ugh. Right. So uh, yeah, they, they that's that's the first thing that happens. The second thing that happens is. Um, the, what well, they do show the monster and you're like, really, that's it. Oh my word. Wow. So fake, you know, the, the, the it's a B film. So they can't afford real special right, effects. Right. It's like stupid or right. four. um, uh, they just don't show the monster at all. Yeah. You know, and, and you're like, I, okay, there I, is one. Gener- and you're like, and, I generally like that one the most. Though, yes. Those three, uh, those three you do because right. it, no, they're, but the reason you like it is because you don't want it ruined. Right, exactly. Yes, your imagination does your a better imagination, job. Yeah, right, yeah. and so you don't want it ruined. So you're yes. kind of like, you know what? I know you guys are going to ruin this if you show the face of this thing. Just right. don't do it. Right, but so this you, you settle. That that's the thing. That's one of three things that happens. None of those things happen in this film. They actually delivered on the monster. Very original monster. Very well done with the culture. I'm huge on do, culture. Do they do they show the monster? Yes. Oh, yeah. Is the monster oh, yeah. CG or is the monster it, the monster CG? And it's impressive. Oh, okay. It's wow. very well yeah, done. But, they're, they're slowly getting there with that. I, know, I still man. wish they would stick with I, I'm makeup, serious. Watch this film, and, and, and you will be impressed. Like, like wow. I, I'm like, I'm, to me, I'm still just floored that they actually delivered on it. Yeah. I mean, it was not It was beyond a, a, a well-done CG bad guy. It yeah. was the whole feel of the, bad, of, of the monster, the whole culture leading yeah. up to the monster. They delivered on it, and I, was, yeah. I couldn't believe my eyes. So you, I, you that, felt yourself. General, it's a very but. rare feeling, but you felt yourself wanting to see it a little more. Right. That's exactly. very – that usually is not the case. That's right. Actually, yeah, that's a great point. I actually, after I saw it, I wanted to sit and look at it. Because yeah. it was so weird, right? You know, and that 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 almost never happens. That, never happens. Yeah. that rarely happens. So, um, oh, it's a that, dude it's in a costume the... with horns, yeah. so it's, uh, whatever. <laughs> and I, I will, I actually will say, just jumping off of monsters that um, that deliver, Annihilation did that well too. Annihilation, yeah. Yeah. okay, yeah. okay, okay. Well. Yes. Oh, so, I want to see that one. Yes. Yeah. Um, um, as a sci-fi film, I didn't want to jump your gun. I just, yes. Thank I just you. Mean, next month, I just, yeah, recommend that. I, I will. I will talk about that one next month. I just want to say that for I have never been impressed or scared by cg monsters almost ever but and this, this one, one is weird because there's there's like multiple things going on in this particular film but the the 
one of the beasts, one of the primary beasts yeah. that kind of shows up is absolutely That's horrifying. Okay. okay. So that Sweet. would be that would be a good list. Talk about that one. Yeah, I absolutely I will. Well, uh, hey, good, you guys asked for some, game night. Some ty- <laughs> no, some type of list of of like well delivered beasts or monsters that, that were actually cool good. Yeah, and then and then and then a list of weak ones that were like, Ugh, like as soon as they show up, you're like, <laughs> oh man, no, where do we start is, with that this one? Is good until the monster showed up. It's awful. Yeah. Uh, oh, there's so many of those. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I feel like I, I feel like we need to do top ten most. Well, I feel okay, like we here's need to do the thing. top ten most most or least satisfying monsters. Well, okay, tell you what, I'll, I'll call it right now. Next month we'll do three times that the, they delivered on the monster. And three, three times, times they did. The, there you go. Not. Awesome. Right. I, love okay. I love it. I love it. Let's do it. Uh, we'll do awesome. that. We'll do that next month. Okay. This, okay. Um, but okay. Moving on. I wanted. I did want to talk about this one movie. I did see. Uh, I want to. Wa- I walked the plank on fifteen seventeen to Paris. Oh. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I went and saw. You that. specifically were going to see this because you knew it was going to be a walk the plank. I didn't know. Well, about remember, it. walk the plank is we don't know how it's going to yeah, turn out. Yeah, it could why? be good. It could. Be I'm, I'm curious. Okay, I'm just curious why you would want to see this that. Anyway, it looked, it looked, it looked whatever to me. So I was like, eh, you know, well, whatever. Well, Did you, was, based but, off of the true story, that's it, pretty it's a true impressive. story. And, and the, the big draw about it is, first off, it, it's a true story, and secondly, it's played by the actual people who were in it. I know. That to me, see, that that to me was more of a that to me was a little bit more of a turn off. Well, yeah, I mean, it's not a shit, but it's also Clint Eastwood, and you know, he usually makes interesting films. Yeah, I think that's true, and he's got a good track record. Yeah, yeah, he does. It was so bad. Oh no! It was so bad. <laughs> um, like, no. Oh no! I haven't seen it yet. I was oh going no! To, it was so but maybe bad. Movie Pass isn't even. Here's the thing: it wasn't bad because the guys were bad actors. Right. That's they didn't ruin it. Okay, they did a fine job. You know, I understand. You know, you're not an actor, and and this really actually helped me appreciate actors because after watching these guys do it, you know, be in this film, um, uh, I, I was like, I appreciated actors all the more because I I would realize how much I like watching them. Yeah, and I was like, I did not enjoy watching these three guys. Gotcha. First off, the continu- continuity of the film is is horrible because it starts off and it, it's a black guy and he's like, and they're driving in a, in a convertible and he's like, I know what you're thinking, and you're like, No, you don't. But he's like, I know what you're thinking. What's a brother like me doing with these two crackers? I was like, What the fudge? He, he's like, what's a brother like me doing with these two crackers? Well, it's a long story. Okay, right? So he starts off narrating the film, right? Because it's yeah, it's, it's him and the, the, the three people involved. One's a black guy and two are white guys, right? Yeah. That's how it starts off. And then he never narrates again. What? <laughs> For the rest of the film, he never narrates again. Ever. He, I was waiting at the end. like at the credits. I like the, let the credits roll even a little bit. I was like... The narration is gone. Did, he never weird. narrates again. That's I was so like, weird. Clint, did, what's going on, did man? Did Disney produce this film? I don't know. Did I, the guys who produced the original Blade Runner produce this film? I, I, have, I have no idea. He just never narrates again. I thought that was so weird. That's I kept bizarre. waiting for him That's, to come back in. He never narrates again. I mean, even if they brought it back in just at like the end or something. like to tie I know. Up, that's what I thought. Like nothing? That's, that's ridiculous. Terrible. Nothing. Yeah, that's... That's like it's like it's like Clint Eastwood told someone to edit it out and they forgot that one right. and released it. <laughs> this That's ridiculous. This movie was so boring. It's yeah. one of the most boring films. Silence. I, the silence. I think was just as boring. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I, saw, I was worried about that because I was kind of like. I feel like... The, what are you going to do? Right. I, that's what I thought. I was like... <laughs> what are you going like, to do? I feel like everything interesting is in this trailer. You know what they thought? The they thought no one was going to pick it up. Oh, uh, what? That it was boring? No. No one was going to pick up that he stopped narrating. Uh, that's what they thought. No, uh, there's no way. There's like, oh, no one will, no one will notice I just, that. Dub, d- d- there were things in this movie I was just like... I, I was scratching my head. Like, for example, why did we watch 90 minutes of them touring Europe? Ooh. <laughs> 
Because you need to fill space. I'm telling you, so this, they, that's <laughs> exactly what they did. They <laughs> felt. They <laughs> fill. Oh my word! Did maybe, they ever fill the maybe space? It's, maybe Clint Eastwood in his age is like losing it a little bit. I don't I know. Actually, I, actually, I actually just said that about Ridley. He Scott. Peter Jacksoned it. I. Huh? He Peter Jackson. What do you mean? We just gave he just sat on the couch and gave up. <laughs> He's like, "Hey guys, you know what? Just take take the Clint, take the Hobbit. We, do whatever Clint, you want. Can we with put it. your name on this one here. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll give you some royalties. Fine. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> the dude, I would not be surprised. Actually, from what I saw, I was like, seriously. I mean, I, I was just making. I was like, <laughs> Clint, did you direct this movie? You bet I did. Will did you punk? <laughs> you know, and, and it was so. Dude, it was. So, I mean. It, there were there were there was probably about five or six scenes that were relevant to what happened on the train. Yeah, the rest of the time was was absolute filler. There was there was a scene that was so weird oh, because like they hadn't seen the, the two friends they hadn't seen their one friend in a long time and they were going to hook up with him in Germany as they were touring Europe. Yeah. They were going to hook up with him in Germany, and, and you know, and you, so the whole time you're like, oh, there's going to be this big reunion. They're going to be like, yo, what's up, man? And you know, and they haven't seen yeah. him in a long time. The one scene, you know, the the it's the white guy and the black guy, and they're they're hanging out and they're just talking. The next scene, they're in the nightclub and they're with her friend, and they're just he's just there and they're just going along doing their they're thing. They're wheeling it. They, they, it was yeah. They, there was no like reuniting scene, and I was like, what? Where? Okay, so, okay, so obviously right this is all all yeah. just to go. Let's let's uh hurry up until the end. Here we go. I don't know. There was no hurry up until the end because they filled it up with so much boring stuff. Of, seriously, conversations. I'm just going. What is going on? And and that maybe stinks. they're trying to be historically accurate to what actually happened. Great, but that does not mean it make it good as a film. Sounds like a good, a good documentary. Oh, uh, no, no. Here we toured it's, here and we toured there. It's a documentary, but it's not a good one. That's what I'm saying. And, and at the end, it was really good. The end, it was really good. Okay. Uh, the train scene was good. It was very realistic. And it was like, wow, you know, uh, that's what happened. That's pretty cool. You know, that uh, one guy pretty much did all the work. The other two guys yeah, definitely that's helped. How it was. You're right. Um, but, you know, one guy kind of like initiated. He was the one who showed the most. I mean, there was a scene where when he charged the guy, he actually tried to shoot him with um, with the AK-47 twice. Actually, mm-hmm. uh, the AK-47, he tried to shoot him, but it, but it jammed. And then he pulled out his pistol and put it up to, to his head and pulled the trigger, but that jammed too. So, oh, that's uh, yeah. crazy. Yeah. I, wow. I, I don't know if that's Hollywood. I'd be surprised if it was. No, there's actual footage. I know it's this somewhere, isn't there? I thought there was no, actual I'm footage. Exactly. I know. I don't that, know. Okay. I, as far as that's I know. That's awesome. That no, that. Yeah. That so it was, you know, much respect and France gave him some sort of like big civilian, the greatest award you can give to a civilian or right. whatever, you know, so that was cool. But until then, yeah, the dude, story seriously, itself is great, just, but as a movie, it sounds yeah, Oh, like, yes, exactly. It, it was a, they didn't do it justice or just didn't have enough. Yeah. Big think, mistake yeah. to make it as a film, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. It was yeah. just so boring. Yeah. <laughs> it was so boring. Anyway, that was 1517 Yuma. That wraps up that segment. Not to Yuma. Not to Yuma. Uh, sorry. <laughs> I wish. Uh, I've been doing that too. I've been the same man, thing. Sorry. Fifteen okay. seventeen to Paris. Fifteen seventeen to Yuma. Are you interested in Christian education? Would you like to learn how to be a Christian teacher or how to run your very own Christian school with success? The GCS Apprenticeship Program can help. Learn more on our website at gcsapprenticeship.com. Now, continuing on with the podcast, we are going to head right into the Agent Awards. The first ever annual Let's do it. Agent Awards. Thanks for being here, everybody. Brought to you by me. Paid for by, by viewers like me. <laughs> and me. 
And me. This Agent Awards, this year's Agent Awards, this is essentially what's going to happen. Each of us have, uh, we're, the, the, the common award is going to be greatest film of 2017. Yes. The but what film. I've asked the other agents to do is to create their own categories uh, for, uh, create their own categories. But, uh, I, I suggested one positive and one negative. And these don't necessarily have to be for 2017 films. These are just generic. These are... Mine are for 2017 Ad obscuritum. Yep. These are obscure uh, films. Climax of the song. <laughs> yeah, these are these are very obscure films. Uh, I mean, excuse me. Uh, some of them will be obscure, and some of them will not be so obscure. Like I have an obscure one, but I, then uh, on the other hand, I do not have an obscure one. Uh, so we're gonna start off with uh, Dove. We're gonna start off with you. Okay. Is Dove gonna do all three of them, or are we gonna do round robin on three all three categories? Well, okay, let's do one, round one, robin. One. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll cool. do uh, round robin. Okay. Are we going to save our best film since that's our unifying one? Are we going to save that one for last? Yes. All right, beautiful. All right. Oh, we're saving our best film for. Okay. Yes. Uh, yeah. All right. Because so <laughs> mine's terrible. Dove, you start <laughs> off with don't, one. Don't st- set them up okay. like that. Uh, well, yeah. But it is! <laughs> uh, we talked about this before. 2017 wasn't uh, exactly the golden age of Hollywood. It, it's it definitely. What? I don't know. Yeah. Now that I'm looking at my list, I think maybe it was the golden age of it Hollywood. It definitely wasn't that. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, I hope you're kidding. <laughs> I, 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 I was about um, to kick you off. <laughs> your your yeah. credibility was well, shot. Yeah, well, we'll talk about that once we get to that. I think category. there are so good we're not starting with that. All right, so Doug, go ahead and come up. Uh, tell us the first one you came up with. Outside of right, the first one outside of yes, best, the great best, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, I decided this is the negative one that I had. Okay, I decided to do because this film impacted me. Yeah, I decided to do worst plot of 2017. <laughs> Okay. That's okay. awesome. Um, Absolutely. So it is kind of bland. My next one's actually, I think, kind of funny. But I, I was like, okay, this is the worst plot. Because when I was thinking of the awards, um, I was thinking to myself, because my brain started going to movies that I remembered, you know, without mm. doing any research or anything like that. It just went immediately. And I went, okay, this one impacted me because of how, how terrible the plot was. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to go into so much how terrible. It was a terrible movie because it was a terrible plot. Gotcha. Okay, and I talked about this before. So, worst plot of 2017 Asian Awards. Are you gonna Are you gonna give us just the worst plot, or do you have a list of like other qualifiers? I had a list of two. Okay, uh, for worst plot. Okay, but I had to give it to this one. I mean, you could probably argue with me. I had two, <laughs> but uh, I'll I give it to probably this one. others. Worst plot. It comes at night. Uh, okay. Yes, you talked about this. Is one. this um? Is it a horror movie? I don't know. <laughs> well, that's the thing. That's, that's the thing. You. Okay. Who knows what it is? There is no it. Okay. There is no it. It never comes. <laughs> and 75% of it was shot during the daytime, so there's oh, no what? night either. Oh, okay. Not a horror movie, then. The only, the only scary parts were in the kids' dumb dreams that made no sense. Oh, yeah. I heard about... I did hear about this movie. It is that's the right. absolute I remember this now. worst yeah. plot of 2017. Okay, now who is your runner-up? Wait, and I wait, would even take wait, this. Go ahead and see, see the title again. It comes. It at comes night. at night. <laughs> oh, come on down. It now? comes at night. Yes, come get the award for the worst plot of 2017. Uh, it, it, Honestly, you're beating out some some other pretty significant contenders in my mind. You are anyway. Yeah. So I mean, it, it the plot makes no sense. The last scene of the film is them sitting around a table, kind of staring off into space. <laughs> It makes no sense. Um, 
even reading some of the reasons like why the they too. did what they did made no sense. Mm-hmm. Worst. Right. Terrible. Okay, worst plot. So they plot. get the award of worst plot. Worst plot the, of 2017. The runner-up to worst plot okay. of 2017, I think you'll all agree with me to this, mm-hmm. is Uh-oh. The Shack. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I, now, I don't even know if it's the, the – it's just not just the plot. It's every – anyway. Right. But it, since it's in the category of worst plot, that's the runner-up. That's the other one it? I thought to myself. Did you see no. it? No. No, yeah, yeah. We just know. We just know. We just know. I everybody else the, knows. I actually read the book a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> Back when it came out. <laughs> so anyway, that's it. Worst plot. Okay. Uh, see, I can understand I can understand making the movie, and I can understand writing the book. Um, the, the, the disgust doesn't come necessarily with the author. It comes with the people who perpetuate it. Because the, the books that's like that are, are a dime a dozen out there. You can find one. There's some there's knuckleheads writing books like that all the time. This one just got popular. So, okay, Joey. All right. I'm going to go with I'm going to start with my negative as well. Okay. So, I came up with the category. I'm calling this uh, for lack of a I guess a catchier name. Worst worst break in my suspension of disbelief. <laughs> so, these are I have I have 5 5 nominees, 5 scenes from mm-hmm. 2017 mm-hmm. from t- movies in 2017. Where I'm watching them and something happened and I just suspension of disbelief just gone. Just I I realize I'm sitting in a movie theater oh. and I'm just like, why? Oh. What is happening? Oh, on the you snap right you, now? You, okay, it you just s- snaps me out of my yes. my immersion yes. to the movie. Yeah, and I'm just your like, engagement. This is yeah. trash. Yeah, okay. So right. <laughs> all right, the nominees are nominees. All right, nominees. Um, so I forgot about nominees. Yeah. So nominees. All right. So um, we're gonna go. We're, we're gonna start with the, we're gonna start with the one that wasn't totally mine, just because the internet's been having a field day with this one since before the movie came out. But we're gonna start with Superman's CGI mustache. Mm. So um, <laughs> yes. Well, oh, Joss yeah. Whedon decided to reshoot major scenes in Justice League, specifically ones with Superman. I guess he had a mustache for a different role, and yeah, instead of uh, shaving it, they decided to role CGI was it what, out. I don't know. Um, during that time, I don't know. Shoot. What was he doing? I don't. I, was I he know doing the new was. Mission Impossible? Was he shooting yes. Mission Impossible? Okay. Yes, that's it. That'll do he it. has a mustache in that. Yep. Yep. Okay. That'll do it. So anyway, uh, Mission Impossible, he was doing that, and he couldn't shave his mustache because it probably took him a year to grow. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> hey yo. <laughs> so anyway, um, don't get me wrong. Harry Cavill is is a is is a man. So, but I yeah, I just you know anyway. But yeah, so that one just, especially that's like the scene they open with in Justice League mm-hmm. is that scene where it's like video, like cam recorded, mm-hmm. and he comes down from the sky on somebody's phone, and he's like having that interview, yeah. and bro, his like mouth is moving separate from y- his y- face. Yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> so, so you're just gross. like, what? Yeah, and then there are some other scenes where the same thing happens. It's just honestly, they did such a good job with Superman in terms of the writing in that movie, which yes. we talked about on right. our previous yes, podcast. Yes, but that did. just undermined it. Oh, okay. Joss Whedon. Anyway. So that's uh, number one. Number two, <clears throat> um, this actually this is kind of one uh, one glaring flaw in a movie I really actually love. Um, it might show up on a, and, and will show up on a different part of the awards, but it um, uh, the mm-hmm. scene where the furnace opens up and Pennywise is doing that ridiculous dance. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Um, when, once Bev enters the, uh, the his lair, yeah, where yeah. the children circling mm-hmm. above it, like you can tell it's CGI. Like you can legitimately Pennywise is moving in a way that doesn't fit with the background, and uh-huh. you can tell the entire the entire thing is green screen. Uh, and the movie did a pretty good job for the most part of like having Pennywise do these w- ridiculous way, creepy clown things. Yes. And they hit home as being creepy. Yes. Um, even though they were kind of like goofy too, 
But this one in particular was just goofy. Okay. And I was just like, what? Yeah. I was like, why is this scene in here? This is not <laughs> remotely terrifying. Yes, right. I just didn't understand it. And honestly, I blame it just on the CGI. Like, I don't know okay. how they let that scene go through. Yep. Um, yeah. So, anyway, um, number three, The Rolling House in The Fifth Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, oh my that, gosh. That scene early on wow. that I think I've talked about when I talked about this movie. I never back, saw this movie. I heard it was so back, terrible. Back in... June or whatever. Dude, the I first about scene, it. the first scene of that film popped me out of it. I, that like, is the, the first the, scene. That's what I mean. No, no. House. Even before that, oh, when he goes that? up on deck with the British people and he's like, just goes past the officers, like, sir, sir, and they're like, get that young man downstairs. He's like, we can't go in oh, there. Yeah, yeah. You <laughs> know, and, and you know, if you watch, like I said, I had, I had my remedy for that film was. Um, Master and Commander, and I had to oh, go yeah. watch Master and Commander yeah. to get that crap out of my head because <laughs> the first scene I was like, I'm just, I just yeah. Uh, sorry, that would actually be the second scene because the first scene was like a flashback. All right, yeah. go, go ahead. But anyway, the Rolling House yes. was just the uh, the scene where they're trying to to open the safe in this in this house, and essentially they have this horse and buggy rigged to it as their backup plan. The horse and buggy is attempting to pull it through the house, like through the the siding of the house to get yes. it out and they're going to you know put it in and steal it. Oh. And instead, the whole house comes along with it because the house is on wheels. I don't know why there would ever be <laughs> oh a house on wheels. It was like it was like it was a set prop, and they just decided we're not even going to hide it. We're just doing <laughs> it at this point. So um, they just had no way to explain it, so they just put it on wheels. I don't think that that is. Um, I don't know why that would have been like an accurate portrayal of a house in that in period of time. Yeah, I have no in idea the, in the Caribbean. So I think it, it just totally. I was just like, what. Yeah. I was like, this is obviously a prop. Yeah. Like, this isn't, this is like, you know that, you have they, to put Hollywood they, magic on and it. And they pulled to it make through it, like three miles. Yeah, I know. And those crazy. islands aren't even three miles long. <laughs> I did not watch That's this ridiculous. movie because of how terrible Joey made it sound. And Luke was yeah. watching it for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> I came home one night and he's watching it. And I, I asked him, I said, why are you watching this? And Luke's answer was, he was just like, I don't know. <laughs> hey, man. Really? It was just, sometimes it, there's nothing on. I mean, look, I, uh, it's Johnny Depp. Right, yeah, it's it's Johnny fair. Depp. You know, I I had to yeah. see it just just for the principle. I like just to, and not to say give it a shot, but I just had to like confirm with my own eyes. Like, okay, this is like officially now one of the worst continuing stories in Hollywood history. Uh, ever since they ever since they did Pirates of the Second One, it's been just a disaster. Each with each film worse than the last. Mm -hmm. And I mean that. I mean that very. I mean it actually gets worse. No, it never spikes up. It just uh, keeps I think the fourth worse. one spiked. Oh, really? I think the fourth one was okay, better. Maybe than, I, I, I haven't think the fourth seen one the fourth was better one. than three. I, I really? forget. Four, okay. four, I forget. Actually, Dude, four was I actually lost kind track. Of, four was actually one. kind of returned to form a little bit. Returned to the first one. Dude, I, I've lost yeah. track. I don't know which one's which. I, I know the first. I mean, one. I completely understand why you skipped it at that point, but I, I definitely think it's. It doesn't beat the first one, obviously, but I right. definitely think it's. It's a step above the third and probably the second. I'm like yes. Dead Man's Chest. Is that the fourth one? No, no. World Stranger Tides. The third or the fifth? Yeah, yeah. Stranger Tides. Is the second or the fourth? I think the Stranger Tides is the fourth one. Yeah. I, sure. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, anyway. So, and then um, my last two, number four. You guys knew it was coming. We already talked about it last last month. But yes, Princess Leia's. Yes. I'm going to force myself back into the, the spaceship. Yes. We talked about that one enough. Yes. I, don't need, I shouldn't need to say anything else about that. Yes. And if you've seen the movie, you know exactly what I'm talking <laughs> about. I should just be able to say yes. Prince, that Princess Leia scene <laughs> in The Last Jedi. Yes. Um, and then fifth um, and <clears throat> my winner uh, is um, actually The Circle. Oh. The, main, the main character May, mm -hmm. um, at the end, when essentially she's she's essentially embraced this whole like she had embraced this whole idea of like twenty hour social media surveillance, this whole circle thing that the that they had going yes. on, right? And then she saw the destruction it caused 
her parents, right? Um, they lost their privacy, right, in their most intimate moment, and the world made fun of them for it. Her her best friend committed suicide because of a social media stunt. Um, one of her other best friends, uh, like, got like strung out and moved back to her, with Scotland. her parents to Scotland, right? Um, and then the the guy she was working with, um, who was like the head of the company at one point, who created the whole thing, he's living underground as like a, a mole because he's been forced underground. Right. All these things caused by the circle and their social media. Yeah. And sh- instead, she decides that the leaders have to go, but the 24-hour surveillance is, is a good thing. Mm. Ridiculous. So what's your, I, num- what, what's your that's number, one? number one? That's my number one. That's my number one. So that's my number one. <laughs> and that's my number one because that was... <laughs> that's my number one because that was such a bad movie the whole time, the whole ride. The technically, I should have just been out of my suspension of disbelief. Mm-hmm. The whole movie, I should have. I was kind of just broken out of it. Like this is ridiculous. This is nonsense. This is stupid. And yet, at the end, they managed to beat themselves at their own game yes. and give me a character who's just like, I believe this is right. We just have to get rid of the leaders. I was just like, bro, like, like at least honestly <laughs> wanted this one to be typical. Right. So, and I've yeah. talked about this one before. Yeah, so this is so this yeah. is my winner well because I think in all of these <laughs> other cases. They broke me out of my suspension of, of disbelief, but they I was able to get back in in the movie. Okay. Whereas was this was late. just uh, a this was just a full movie of nonsense, followed by one big scene of nonsense where I was just I gave up. <laughs> I was over with. Okay, so, that's Thanks, my winner. Right. Okay, that's your number winner for your for your first. Emma category. Watson. I don't know why you took that film. Uh, for my category, uh, the the greatest spit that I have ever seen. The greatest spit on oh, caught on film. Ones. It is the greatest spit <laughs> caught on film. Goes to a man by the name of George Harris. <laughs> what? Also playing the man Katanga from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Come on down. <laughs> Come on down and get your. Do award. you have not? Do you have nominees? Are there uh, any nominees? No, no. Because, okay. like I said, this is this is an obscure one. Because who thinks of like, wow, that was a really good spit, <laughs> you know? But that scene where he where he's introduced in Raiders of the Lost Ark when they're on his boat, you know, he's the captain, and they and he's he's in the he's in the foreground and they're in the background, and he's smoking a a, a cigarette, right? So he he takes a puff of cigarette, he blows it out, and then he and then he spits. Everybody and, remembers the spit, but it just looked like. I don't know what it. I don't know what to describe it as. It was just so weird, but it was satisfying in a weird way. And it, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that like you have to agree with me on this one, but for some reason, I just can't forget that scene. I'm trying to think of a movie with another spit in it that I that usually I usually it's disgusting. Like, you it's know gross. when people spit, you know. But this was like that. Just made so much sense to me. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know what it was. The universe, <laughs> like the plants aligned, and there was a really good spit. There. I think um, the Sandlot has some good spitting. They spit in their hand. Yeah, I guess. I mean, probably the best you can come up with is when someone goes, you know, you know like that. <laughs> but that's like a funny one. Yeah, like Westerns in the Westerns. Like, yeah. Ding. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But this one was just like when he did it, it was like, wow, man, he's got like a really good spit there. You know, I, I don't know what it is. It was weird. So anyway, that goes to the that greatest goes to him. spit. The greatest spit ever I, caught I feel camera. like you guys are going to be sick of me by the end of this podcast because I have so many nominees. We're sick, sick of you yeah. right now. I know. What? Okay, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, All right, so Dove, go ahead to your second category. Okay, second category. This was a fun one for me uh, because I kind of have these thoughts throughout watching these movies. And it's not just the ones in 2017. I've always kind of had this thought in my mind Mm -hmm. watching action films. Okay. 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 So 
I decided to come up with a category. The closest we've gotten to Dragon Ball Z Award. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> That's yes. awesome. Okay. So you guys got super this creative. Year, I tried to stick to Oscars. <laughs> this year, there are three nominees this year. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, I could mention movies in the past. We're sticking you know, with 2017. Stuff that's like really Dragon Ball Z-esque. Yeah. You know, one of them actually, it sticks out of my mind. This is um, is um, the third Matrix movie when they're in the air. Yes. That's like very, Dragon Ball Honest Z. Honest trailers pulled yeah. so pointed that Maybe out we'll, we'll keep this category going until we actually get a Dragon Ball Z movie. Didn't we get one? I thought we got one. Like that, that's not even fair. That isn't even a movie. Okay. That is in the category of Street <laughs> Fighter with Kristen Kruk. That is the that that is on that I know I you guys in the one. depths of the basement. Did she, did she do that one? Yeah, oh the, remember word. you remember Street Fighter, the Legend yeah. of Chun Li, Kristen Kruk. Oh my word! Yeah, I man, totally that's out of the depths. About that. The, I thought you were gonna say Street Fighter with Von Damme. The pits of despair. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's in the pits. That's down there with the Last Airbender. The you pit know, of misery. Down and it's just it's not even worth so anyway, the closest we've gotten to Dragon Ball Z Award, the three nominees are. And this is just for 2017. This is just right, 2017. Cool. Right. I could I go like back, it. but no, this no, is no, just 17. Okay. For the three nominees, Justice League. Okay. Now we have uh, uh, reminded me a little of Dragon Ball Z yes. when Superman showed up and we were fighting Steppenwolf kind of through the air and he's coming in. You know, yeah, just okay. just, yeah. just impale him with his fists. I was like, okay, that's a little bit DBZ. Everyone, yeah. Every, yeah, everyone wants to go, who would win, Superman or Goku? So. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> that's, true. that's true. It's a good question. Goku. Yeah, it's Goku. You know what? Because Goku has the will. <laughs> anyway, we all want Goku to win. Anyway, um, that's Justice League when he, especially when Superman was fighting Steppenwolf, there was some some stuff going on there. Um, and he was fighting when he was fighting the Justice League members themselves. Right. Yes. Actually, I, I would argue that that was probably more like Dragon Ball Z. Hmm. Okay. Number two nominee: Last Jedi. Which part? The well, at the very end when Luke was on that, mm, that reminded me of Master Roshi when he was back oh, on, yeah, at the very de- end of the, the scene desert, when he's up and he's le- and, and he's it. like levitating on his shirt thing and he's just like ooh, I was like that's Master. I, Roshi. I was actually thinking Last Jedi too, but I was actually thinking about the scene where she she shoots the the starship through. Oh yeah, through oh, all their, yeah. like that's just that cool, scene. Yeah. Yeah. I just imagine like the yes. biggest Kamehameha, like just like. <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, yeah. I like that's it, Joe. Just like great, great plug. Absolutely. See, I thought of I thought of Luke at the end. I'm like, oh, that's kind of DBZ, but you're right. Yeah, that's what um, I that's what I thought of. Leia in the you know how stupid it was, or how her out there flying around <laughs> through space is kind of DBZ, it's right? DBZ. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. um, the third the no, and this is my winner. Okay. For the, the closest we've gotten to Dragon Ball Z Award mm-hmm. goes to King Arthur. I still haven't seen King Arthur. I need to. Desperately. Woo, Come King on Arthur. down. Well, what's the main guy's name? I forget. Uh, oh, Charlie, Charlie Hunnam. Come on down. You get the award for the closest we've gotten to Dragon Ball Z. I should probably put so far award. Yeah. Now that, <laughs> in 2017. Um, the, uh, in 2017. Now, that one was definitely like when yes. I'm watching, I'm like, that Absolutely. is like kind of yeah. like it. You know, yeah. and he, mm-hmm. he just got all like yep. power and like. I, f- I feel yep. like the fact that a, that a movie set in the medieval era being the closest thing to DBC that we got in 2017 tells me everything I need to know about King Arthur. I it's really. It. I know. I'm gonna go see it. I know you should. Or not go see it. You so might really like. There's some. That's what I've just There were some cool yeah, scenes well in there that I was seriously thinking. I'm going. Um, wow, that that could translate into DBZ, like the speed that he was moving at. Yes. But yes. Uh, anyway, <laughs> it's not DBZ, but it's the closest we have gotten to DBZ so far in 2017. 
Absolutely. Oh, there's so much Matrix. There's so much DBZ in Matrix. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. It. Like I mean, just all the just all the like missed hits. Yeah, and stuff right. Like that. I wonder <laughs> if like D- I wonder if like Matrix took from DBZ. DBZ took from Matrix. Who knows? I don't know. Uh, I think those guys are highly influenced by. Obviously, they're highly influenced by anime. Yeah, yeah. It's so, not just oh, yeah, DBZ. It's am, anime yeah, as a whole. True, yeah. They're the way they do martial arts. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, very yes. true. All right, All right, on to number two. Mm-hmm. On to a much bigger list. <laughs> All right, uh, best acting performance of the year. Oh, nice. Okay, wow. So I thought about I, that. Like one I said, too, I'm just going to stick with. I like I said, I was sticking a little bit close to home with the whole Oscars idea or you know awards idea. Um, <clears throat> so uh, yeah, I've got like so many here, so I'm going to try and narrow this down a little bit. Uh, first mention: Gary Oldman as Winston Churchill okay. in Darkest Hour. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think he just deserves that. Uh, just deserves at least a nod for that because, I don't know, I think it's so good. Um, I actually really like that movie. Um, I thought he did a good job. And, um, and and Gary Oldman just, I mean, yes, the hair and makeup help, but that dude transforms yes. when he plays the role. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I um, but I thought he did a really good job there. Uh, next one, let's see. I'm also going to say uh, Daniel Day-Lewis. My two obvious picks, I yes. think. You love two that guy. I, I love that, that dress guy. movie. As, yes, as Reynolds Woodcock in Phantom Thread. Phantom Thread is a bizarre movie. Okay. It is I a heard it was a little bizarre. weird. Uh, oh, it's uh, super it, it weird. It sounds like a little disappointing to end your acting career on. Yes. I, for him, yes. Yeah. I mean, but he, I, he definitely does a great job. Right, he does okay. a great job, honestly. Um, and, I mean, he still does a great job. It's just... It's got a weird premise. And I'm not going to get into the movie right. now. Maybe there will be he's, a future He's pulling a Sean Connery on Hollywood. Yeah. But yeah, but I but it's just and a Rick honestly, Moranis. honestly, mm. there's nothing about there's nothing about the role or him even that really I guess is a letdown. But it, I'll, I'll tell you guys maybe another time and a Chris about Tucker. The, yeah, about the way about the way the movie goes. But yeah, essentially, like it's kind of all about he wants to. I think that it's all about like pretty much him wanting to marry his mom. So, Ew, yeah. oh, but like, but not like not actually like his mom. But like, essentially, like every woman he's he's looking for is like filling a role that his mom once filled. Oh. And so like he's attracted to the woman he falls in love with because she most represents his mother. Oh, okay. If that okay. makes sense. So right. it's is like it? one of those weird Freudian like yeah. yeah anyway. Fro- I'll say oh, can't Freudian. wait to see it. Yeah, you won't. <laughs> <laughs> you two should not watch it because you will be bored out of your mind. Okay. Um, <laughs> But I mean, I don't know. It's it's interesting. Uh, yeah, I love Daniel Day Lewis. You guys know that. So anyway, and, and anyone listening to this podcast who's listened for two episodes probably yeah, knows that. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Uh, all right, on to let's see. Um, I want to say, um, let's go with uh, Denzel Washington. That's another big one. Mm-hmm. Roman J Israel. I don't know if either of you guys. Oh, saw I never that. Didn't see oh that. yeah, he yeah. Did, he did heard. a really good job in okay. that movie. Okay. Um, that movie was actually um, it was it was kind of like flew under the radar. I think for a lot of people, but it was really good. Um, and then a couple of my last big ones. Let me see here. Uh, we're going to go with Roseman Pike, mm-hmm. um, who played Rosalie Quaid in Hostiles. Uh, did, did, you, did you see Hostiles? I did not yet, oh. Joey. Oh, I'm going to mention it. I'm going to mention Well, Oh, guys, it. yeah. Anyway, so um, it's – I mean, we're gonna t- I'm going to talk a little bit more about Hostiles when we get to Best Movie because um, that's definitely a nominee for me. Great. But um, she uh, – I mean, essentially, uh, this isn't really a spoiler because it happens in the first, like – two minutes of the movie but essentially like the movie opens up with she is a mother of um three children and she has a husband and they're kind of like living on the in the pioneer right like out yes. in the middle of the open, frontier in the, yeah the frontier yeah um the western frontier like new mexico yes. like nothing's around them and essentially um this sort of group of i think it's i want to say maybe cherokee um native americans who are essentially like looking for more horses they know they have them 
they come and they pretty much like they kill their her husband and all three of her children um like nice. in front of her there's this i mean there's a scene her third child is is a baby mm-hmm. and so essentially like as she's going back to try and save her other two children like a stray bullet like hits her baby and she like carries it wow. through the woods Ooh. to try and escape these like cherokee native americans that are like burning her house and oh killing gosh. her whole family and so like this it's, is in new mexico yeah i think i think that's where they are okay that, around the time probably be at patchy's i think I think it's. I want to say it's Cherokee, were, just because they, they say they say who's it Nas Perse. Well, they say who they say who it is. Oh, I don't know if that's okay. an accurate the representation of where the Cherokee were, but I think uh, I think that's who they said it was. But I, I can't remember exactly. I do but anyway, yeah. See this. So I, uh, yeah. it's um. But yeah, but so just like her grief, like the like you know, because they because essentially our main characters then later find her in the movie and stuff like that. Then right. she's pretty much sitting in her burned down house, like like with all of her children, pretty much wrapped up in blankets and oh, like, yes. and so like the grief that she shows and she just just seems honestly, so real. There's so much good acting in that movie. Yeah. I actually have three actors from that movie down, oh but goodness. she's, she's the one I think is, is best. Okay. Best. Uh, yeah. Best shown for that. I think she does the best job. Christian Bale and Ben Foster also do incredible jobs. Right. Um, so, uh, and then I would say, let's see, Michael Shannon, because I feel like I need to mention my boy Michael Shannon, yes. who plays uh, Strickland in The Shape of Water. Mm. So I should say, <laughs> n- me naming Michael Shannon is not me giving Shape of Water a recommendation. Yes. Okay. okay. I should point that out. I did not know that there would be monster sex in that movie. Oh, oh, so. Gross. <laughs> So I apologize for viewers, but this is just a warning. Uh, yes, um, there were some definite parts of that movie that I did not expect or know would be in there when I went into it. So this is not necessarily a recommendation for Shape of Water, um, but Michael Shannon is. Um, Was she like stroking the gills? I mean, it's not. It's not. Ex- well, I don't even know. I really honestly. So weird. I really honestly didn't even watch it because once I like because like it is like. <laughs> It's not prolonged, but like you can tell it's coming. So I was like, bro, I can't even watch this. Like I'm gonna be sick. So, um, so yeah. So I have no idea what happened. But from what I understand, I don't think the scene itself is prolonged. But there is uh, the implication, at least. I don't know if there were graphic details. My my head was buried. <laughs> anyway, Michael Shannon is the villain in Shape of Water, and he does a wonderful job. Mm. I like I mentioned, I think last podcast to me, he's like. Yes. An actor to watch right now. Yes, mm-hmm. he is. He is doing lots of stuff, and he is doing a great job at yes. everything he's in. Mm-hmm. He just, I mean, my favorite. I, th- I think my favorite role of his is still, um, shoot, uh, Nocturnal. What is that called? Animals. animals. Yes, Nocturnal Animals. I think that's my still my favorite role of his. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, he just. I, I feel like every time I see him, I get so excited because yes. he brings something fresh and new and interesting to the movie. Like he's not playing the same character the whole time. You never know exactly. He's a great villain. Played some great villains, but he's also played some really cool heroes or interesting heroes. I just I don't know. I think he's one to watch. Um, maybe he's been one to watch, and I'm just coming onto the train now. But I'm definitely convinced that he's he's a good one. Um, let's also go with I want to mention Daniel Kaluuya for um is it Kaluuya I think so as Chris Washington in Get Out. Oh okay, so, Get Out. I'm, I'm gonna talk about it a little bit more as well, but um Get Out is like. Was this movie I thought was just going to be like a weird, typical like horror movie? And I don't know. I think it's so much more. It's it's pro- it's one of that's, my favorite movies of the year that's too. That's been very um, popular amongst um, pretty much everyone. Yeah, it has. Um, and I, I maybe for that reason I also thought I wasn't going to like it, but I had that was a great movie. Um, and so and I think mm-hmm. he does he does an excellent job in that. So I yeah so see yeah that I remember you mentioned last uh, last month when we were talking about 
actors that we're excited about seeing because I was saying talking about like Adam Driver everything that he's in I get excited with him you know being just watching him Mm -hmm. on there I'm like I'm like I'm interested in the film now yeah so you said that about Michael Shannon yes I did that's right yep so yeah Um, and then I think uh, so many to mention guys so many good roles well who's the winner Uh, All right, I'm gonna go with let me see Uh, my last let me so many guys oh my gosh there's so many I could say All right, I'm gonna go with my winner uh, my winner is Sam Rockwell Ooh. as Dixon in Three Billboards Outside oh, Ebbing, nice. Missouri. Sam Rockwell has, uh, I don't know, played Come lots of plays. Sam Rockwell. Yeah, he's another kind of like, he's a really, we're going to talk underrated movies. I think for me he's a really underrated actor. Billy from Green Mile. Because he, he, is he Billy from Green yeah. Mile? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh! They're I, cooking him, dude. He's uh, yeah, that's right. He's cooking now. Oh, he <laughs> is you're right. Oh my gosh, you're right. Yes. So yeah, so he's actually a character actor. I think he, I think he's a character actor anyway. And I think I don't know. I think he does a really good job. Yes. He's another one who, who like to. I, I mean, I, I even think of him as underrated because I feel like I don't think of him that often. But then yes. when he shows up, I generally mm-hmm. am very impressed. Yeah. <laughs> when he yes. plays, he plays Guy in Galaxy Quest. Oh. <laughs> that's one of my favorite roles of his but in this particular one um, I think he definitely deserves the win this is like a standout role for he's him he's such a he, in my opinion he's, he's such a volatile actor you just don't know what he's gonna do yeah next. no I agree yeah. and he Watching plays him. one of the most volatile characters I can think of in, in this movie okay. wow. but it's actually really cool he's the character who I mean you kind of see this from Francis McDormand's character as well um, but and I know she's getting a lot of credit for that role, and she should. But I I, I think he stands out above Francis McDormand and um, Woody Har- um, Woody Harrelson. Yeah, yes. Woody Harrelson. Yeah. yeah, Woody Harrelson. Um, who both do amazing jobs in the movie as well. But he just he plays this. I guess I I think I like his character the most because he does such a convincing job of this character's like arc into redemption. Because mm-hmm. this character starts out as like one of the dumbest, most despicable. He's like on the police force. He's Don't like, tell me. I want to watch it. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> I do want to see it too. I it's need just to see this, this great. Movie. It's just this great redeeming arc. Uh-huh. And I feel like there are so few actors I can think of that actually would pull it off in a believable way. Because okay. there are, because he does things in the movie that like at some point you're like, yes. this dude is awful. Yes. And you're just like, I don't see how this guy could ever be like and, redeemed. And, and then they kind right. of they kind of slowly. speaking of uh, actors in difficult to sell roles. Um, just really quick about um, Black Panther. Michael B. Jordan, I think, was in, in next to an impossible role to sell, but mm-hmm. he sold it very well. Oh, yeah. I, I, I respected him so much after watching I agree. that film. I agree with that. After I was you over, sold Black Panther too. Oh yeah. I, oh, okay. After it was over, I was. Like, we're gonna talk about it next month. That's yeah, this is our this is our main go, this is our main topic. Yeah, so. yeah. But after I saw Don't him, I was like, out. I was like, wow, that. That role, anyone else, who, anyone else who would have played that role, I don't think would have been able to sell it like he did. Wow, you know, and I was like, that was a really difficult role. I think anyone else it would have looked horrible, okay. but he is such a good actor. I was like, wow, I can't believe he just I, sold I think that role. I to actually me. think that I actually think that movie sold two really good villain roles actually because I thought Andy Serkis did a wonderful. Oh, job he too. did an awesome know, job too. I know. So, okay, anyway, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Just so to anyway, say, yeah, right. but no, I completely agree with both of those. Uh, yes. And that's my, that's the end of mine. That's the end of my okay. uh, best actress. I had fifteen. I'm not yeah. gonna make you guys yeah. sit through fifteen. And when you yeah, get sorry. into great actors, yeah, you can really get into. Yeah, I mean, and I feel like I didn't say any of my other my other yeah. female actresses, yep. which I'm a little bit sad about. Okay. But anyway, mo- we're right. moving on. That's now, my favorite, Sam Rockwell. Uh, this is the the final of the made up uh, list, and then we're gonna go after I'm done here. We're gonna go into our opinion of the greatest film of 2017. Mm. Now here we go. 
the most disgusting movie that I have ever seen. Oh, award. my goodness. <laughs> In 2017? No. No, just it, forever? Forever and I ever. I thought this amen. was just a 17 movie. Nope. That's what, oh, we, that's oh, what okay. we all did, except nope. for him. Oh, he did okay. two non-2017. I did two that's non-2017. True. Yes, that's, that's true. You I get to make up any award I freaking want. <laughs> I thought this was a... Uh, this okay. isn't Listomania. The Come on. The <laughs> most disgusting film I've ever seen in my oh, life is man. a film... Brokeback Mountain. No, I have not seen that film. <laughs> you knew better. Listen, okay, I had to, I have to physically watch the film. You know, yeah. I love the dopey people that went and saw that, and they're I didn't know it was about gay people. I'm like, do you? I do thought you, it was about. How do you even Cowboys? live life? Well, well, I mean, are you, are you capable no, I, I, of even I understand paying a bill? That. There, there's, there's films in in theater right now that I have no idea what they're about. Yeah, and these people true. have no discretion. And someone say, hey, let's go see this film. I heard it was good. I, I do that. And all they just the time. walk in and go see it. You know, I do that all the time. I try not to. Shape of Water. Well, I mean, I was actually excited for Shape of Water because I like your emotional but I had yeah, no idea so that was yes. Okay, anyway, so the the most the yeah. most disgusting film that I have ever seen. Okay, ever. I can't believe you did ever. Ever. Remember, remember, this isn't the worst film I've ever seen. This is the most disgusting Maybe. film. And therefore, it might be the worst film, but it's definitely the most disgusting film. Okay. Goes to a movie called Predestination. Whoa. Predestination. Oh, yeah. Come I never saw this movie because of what you said about it. Yes. <laughs> Come on down. And get you With Ethan Hawke? Yeah. Ethan Hawke. Okay. Yep, Ethan Hawke. It's, this is, let me just, why is it gross? Why is it disgusting? I'm going to explain to you oh, right now us, why it's the most disgusting film I've ever seen in and my it life. And it didn't even have it didn't even have a sex scene with the Swamp Thing in it. So tell us why it's the grossest film <laughs> you've ever seen. Sex scene with the Swamp Thing. <laughs> it's, it's about a man. Oh, okay. Uh-oh. A man? No, I'm sorry. It starts off. It's a woman. It's a woman. A woman. Okay. Oh, he starts woman. off as a woman. Here we go. It, it's it's about a woman. Okay. Um, who, uh, it, it's 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 like a time travel movie, um, sci-fi. It's a time travel sci-fi. And it's about a woman who, you know, to make a long story short, uh, gets a disease. She becomes a man. Oh, okay. Mm. Very, man, very, a, very a modern. The man goes back in time, mm. meets the woman. Oh, no. Yes. No, Lou. Don't yes. do it. Don't, don't even <laughs> I'm finish not it. not even joking you. The same person goes no, back don't do in it. time, sees him slash herself, and they procreate and have a baby. No, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> you should have been able to come to that conclusion on your own once he said he goes back in time. You didn't have to finish that sentence. <laughs> oh. This I'm is crying. a real film. <laughs> this is a real I'm film. Crying. It's called Predestination. Oh gosh! And is Ethan Hawke both roles? Um, no, they 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 do like a um. They do. Mrs. Doubtfire. This is like let's dress Ethan Hawke up in a, in a ladies. No, they oh, do like gross. a Cloud Atlas thing where it's like different people playing like oh, okay. the same person. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, but it is absolutely disgusting. Uh, you know, and and it's about him. Uh, he's also interacting with himself throughout the film. There's like four of him, and one of them is a girl. And it's pretty much how he falls in love with himself and tries to get back together with himself, even though he breaks up with himself. And I'm, I'm, I'm not done. even kidding oh, you. Done. This is the film. It's the most disgusting film it's I've try, ever seen to, in my life. It's time to leave this planet and find another source of life. That's, right. uh, that's what intelligence I did. <laughs> <laughs> gone. Podcast is gone, baby. The intelligence is gone. It was. It's predestination. You see a bunch of people around a table. Oh yeah, this would be a really great plot. Yeah, uh, it's, it's yeah. not a bunch of people. 
Might be a bunch of fan fiction writers, but that's it. <laughs> it's more like a. It was like a, a like a AI computer came up with this plot. Like, dude, in the real world, AI, Mister AI computer, people don't do that, and they don't find that entertaining. And uh, no one in their right mind would ever make a film about this. I think you're. I think you're giving AI computers too little credit and yeah. humans too much credit. <laughs> maybe. It's definitely a human being who maybe, came up with this. Uh, maybe some maybe sick, twisted fantasy. Yeah, yeah. but dude, that's <gasps> what, that's the film. That's what it's about, and right. it's no. it's disgusting. Nope. Anyway, nope, so uh, all right, Dove. Let's yeah. start off with um, best film. Okay. Of uh, twenty seventeen. All right. Now my pick is terrible. Okay, and here and here's and here's <laughs> Stop one. Stop saying the that. reason. The reason why it's pretty terrible is, and I'm disappointed in it, is because, <laughs> um, I haven't watched enough this year. I just I I simply you know the stuff right. that you that, okay. that you guys are all coming out like they're. So what I did is I wrote a list of movies that I know are better than the one that I picked, okay. even though I haven't seen them. Okay, buddy. I just know. I just know that they're better. Movie pass. Movie pass, my friend. R- right. And so, um, and going good. to theaters and seeing them and making sure I you do that. So movie, the nominees. You can see a movie in theaters once a day for ten bucks a month. Oh man, get it's it. more like twenty because I get food and all that stuff. Yeah. Anyway. Well, you don't have to um, every time. It's like fifty. No, bucks. It's hard to do that. <laughs> anyway. Okay. So my nominees are, um, it. Wonder Woman and Thor. What? I told you this list is terrible. Okay, now I agree with, but Wonder Woman I can see. Okay, now these are these are for me. Now again, these are for you. All right, and these are 2017. So here are the the list of movies I know are better. Without okay, before I give you my top one, the ones I know are better, even though I've never seen them. Murder on the Orient Express, Dunkirk, Blade Runner is probably better. Billboards over <laughs> Madison is, is better. Hos- listen, better. Hostiles, um, Baby Driver, Get Out, and All the Money in the World, and Coco. Uh, all hey, those are probably, hold on, hold listen, on, all of those, on, no doubt, on. are better hold on, than my I, number I can, one. I can say, because this is why I was talking about Ridley Scott this morning, All the Money in the World is not better. Okay, all right. Well, all the, in the Money in the World I thought it looked was, cool, so I'm like, that's bad. probably better than my movie. Okay, so it was bad. Okay. Cross that one off. Those are the ones that are better than my pick. So, what I picked... The best one, it was between Thor and Wonder Woman. I picked Thor Ragnarok as my number one movie of 2017. I absolutely hate it. There it is. <laughs> okay, so, and I will say this. 2017 has been a pretty pathetic year for movies. It really has. Like, not, there's a, I was talking to Luke in the car ride. I was like, you know what? When was the last time I was really excited to go see it through the theater and see something? It's, but the last time I was really pumped was back uh, Avengers 1. What no? Yeah, that was that the last time. That's the last time I went where I was Avengers like really was like excited. 2012, Doug. Was, yeah, I'm telling you, that was the last time I went. Before that, it was Lord of the Rings. <laughs> now, now that was the last time I really was pumped about going to see a theater. I think 2017 was just a meh movies. Yeah, I, I, I completely hear you on that one. I hear yeah. you, Joy. All right, Luke, you might want to turn our our uh, graduation music down a little bit because you know I got a list here. I don't, I'm not doing three. I got ten. No, eight. We'll do eight. Eight. How about we do five? No, we're gonna do eight. <laughs> I'm doing eight because blast through them. I'm doing eight because at this point, so what I decided to make it was eight because at some point this year, each of these movies has been my favorite movie. Okay, can you just do your top three? <laughs> do my top eight. All right. Yes, please <laughs> just do your top eight three. Is, and then give me, give number me. eight is it? Okay. Kay. Number seven, Get Out. Okay. Number six. Wind River. And I should clarify about Wind River. 
I love Wind River, but there is a pretty brutal rape scene in it. Okay. So just a heads up about that. It's not really graphic in the sense of like, like it's not sexual at all, but right. but that kind of thing can be really traumatizing. Yes. So yes. There, I do put a warning on that one. Um, the Foreigner, number five. Mm. Number four, Baby Driver. Number three, Coco. Number two, Hostiles. And actually, inter- intermixed, I can't decide. Okay. Three billboards and hostiles are, All right. are my, are my favorite list. movies like of the year. It. Are my favorite movies of the year. Okay, I, I'm really looking forward to seeing three billboards. I yeah, really I'm looking forward to seeing three billboards. I'm looking all the ones that I have on my list that I didn't see. I'm looking forward to seeing, except for um, what was it? All the money in the world. I'm gonna cross that one you off. Cross that one off. It's not okay. worth your time. Terrible. Okay. All right. Here's my number one. Good list, Joe. I like it. Thank you. Of 2017. I thought Dunkirk was uh, uh, my nomination. Mm-hmm. Was my runner-up. Dunkirk was probably the runner-up. Even though uh, the, what hurt it was the historical inaccuracy of the film. After listening to Peter yeah. Hammond's presentation on it, there was a lot of things that were like not true. Uh, I, I mean, uh, not true about the story, but also the the historicity of or like the the accuracy of the, the portrayals. Uh, I think the greatest mo- film that came out in 2017 is uh, Murder on the Orient Express. Okay. I think uh, this is kind of like what movies are all about, being whisked away to a, uh, a different location. Uh, you know, it's a period. It's hard to beat a period uh, movie. You know, they're just. That's well done. That's a well very done well done. Piece. It was no politics in there. Almost no politics, like at all. Actually, you could argue there were no politics in that film. Good acting, good characters. Um, very solid performance by everyone. Held my attention the entire time. No smut. You know, yeah. just a really good, solid. This is kind of like to me. This is like this is what Hollywood was always meant to be. Right. You know, wow. telling a good story um, with no baggage. You know, not getting preachy, not getting political, and everybody. Just a really good film with good acting, good acting, good characters. Very well done. Number one film of 2017, in my opinion. I should probably Murder rewatch Murder Express. on the Orient Express. Yes. I really liked it. It's not that I didn't like it or anything. I'm actually surprised we didn't do a podcast about it. But um, yes. I would just say I should probably rewatch it because Athena had me convinced that there was a shooter in the theater we were in when we were watching it. So I was pretty much watching him most of the time. So. <laughs> <laughs> Real life. That's a funny story. Real life. I see I Joey like, in the theater. Just I was, out he was sitting eye. behind me. So I was like turned around and curled like down in my seat watching him pretty much most of the time so i should probably watch that movie again okay what okay can you okay relay this story please oh yeah yeah. give give us the rundown well i mean i mean athena's like really good at like picking out stuff like when it's like when it's when someone's acting weird in a situation Mm -hmm. she's like always on guard so i appreciate that and so um (laughs) time to get a time to get the ankle holster yeah time to get the piece man (laughs) yeah yeah but but anyway so but like this guy was like moving he was moving all around the theater and oh. like for seemingly no reason. Like he was sitting like next to us, like a few. Uh, we were with my parents and he was sitting like next to us, like a few seats down. And then he just like decided to move and he like moved in one place oh. at like 10 minutes. And then he was there for like, I don't know, 15 minutes. And then he moved to another part of the theater. And, I, and he kept like, moving, I would be watching and he kept, like, he kept like moving be. back. And so I was like, it felt like he was gauging some part of the theater to like wow. to see where everybody was. I was freaking out. So. So and this yeah. is during. This was during all during Murder in the Orient Express. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. oh my so gosh! No way. If, if someone's doing I, I that, mean, I suspected I, him. I'd be watching him too. I man. think. I think just like my anxiety for for that particular situation kind of fell onto the movie. Then, so yeah. So I feel like I did enjoy it as much as I could have. So I remember thinking it was a really good movie. The, the but. greatest question to ask him in that situation. Excuse me, sir. Do you know the Lord? <laughs> I get him out of there real quick. Ask him. So. Wow. wow. That's crazy. 
But yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, what a great note to end our 2017 <laughs> Agent Awards. But Murder on the Orient Express it was a great yeah, movie. I have to it was a really good movie. Kind of like, again, like what Hollywood is always meant to be. Kind of like, um, you know, in The Matrix Revolutions, that horrible film that I shudder to utter from my lips. Um, when she broke through the sky, she broke through the cloud cover and she saw the sky with her own eyes. She saw a sunset. Do you remember that when they're what? running away from the uh, the Sentinels and she's in the ship? Yeah, she bursts through the cloud cover and she sees the sky and she's like breathtaking. Right, it's kind of like what it was for me. It's like this one film just kind of rose above the Hollywood crap. Sure. Yeah, and, and was just like this beautiful thing. And oh my then, gosh, you know, I see then, this. You know, went back. It went back down because after that, you know, I saw Star Wars. So. <laughs> <laughs> but you haven't seen Three Billboards and Hostiles. No, so I have right. not. So I have to see. Yes, yeah, so those are the up. ones I'm looking forward to. Murder on the Orient Express. Um, three billboards and hostiles yes. are the ones that I'm really looking yes. forward to seeing. I, I do have to see those. those. Yes. Okay. okay. Moving on to our final segment for tonight's lists, we're going to do three underrated films. Joey, oh we'll start with you this time. All right. Best underrated movies. So for me, these aren't necessarily of all time. Yeah, these aren't necessarily of all, all right. time. And for me, I specifically kind of focused on movies that I love, that I think are great, mm-hmm. and that I feel like I don't hear many people or anybody talk about. Yeah, mine are similar to that, too. Yeah. So number three, I'm actually curious to know. I, I'm sure you guys have seen this one, but we'll see. Uh, number three for me is Willow. Really? Yes. Wow, Val Kilmer. Yes. Wow, really? Yes. I love Willow. I grew up <laughs> watching that movie over and over again. I love that movie so much. Uh, oh, my gosh. Uh, so okay. Uh, I thought my, that movie was just so fake. Oh, what? Yeah, <laughs> like serious. back in the 90s when you uh, watched I, it? Yeah, I, I, yeah I, I, I thought it was just really fake. Yeah, <laughs> I think I, it's I, such a great fantasy movie. Uh, oh. Okay, I'm not going to bust on it, but yeah, I just I couldn't get into it. I think it's such a great fantasy movie. Okay. My and we used to like honestly there were parts about it that were ridiculous and we mm. but like we used to just get into it as kids like I yes. just loved it so mm. it was just one of those movies I mean honestly like I haven't watched it in years would it probably hold up as an adult no but I mean I don't know it's to me it's just it's so into the whole fantasy aspect and I love that I love stuff that's just like unapologetically like this is a fantasy movie yeah and this is what we're doing and so I I don't know I love it. Um, and it's it's okay. in the eighties. I don't know. It's it's got the eighties aesthetic about yeah, it. It's it got the Lucasfilm yeah. like eighties yes. aesthetic. And, about and it. there is appeal there. Yeah. for that. Yeah, right. Absolutely so, is. So I lo- I love it. Um, yeah. So I, I think it deserved a spot on okay. here because again I hear no one talk about it. Maybe it's because everybody realized or thought it was. I, no, I, bad I definitely it definitely is like uh, I think there definitely is a very solid following for the yeah. people who watch that film growing. Okay. Up. All right. Number two. Uh, Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Ah, yeah. I love mm. this movie. I saw uh-huh. this movie. Mm. I, I saw it, and I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly, when I, I Athena and I were watching it, and she like fell asleep. All star like, freaking cast. Yeah, man. I know. Yeah. Tom Hardy and Gary Oldman. Yeah. You just could say William those Hurt, two, and or no, John Hurt. Oh, she yeah. feels mm-hmm. though it's underrated. I feel like yeah. I feel like okay. I don't hear anybody talk about it. I, I feel like I heard people talking about it at the time. I remember it coming out and people. I, know, I remember getting some mentions and some talk. Yeah. But I yeah. feel like I've, I. I don't know. I feel like I don't hear anybody talk about it or, like we do lists like this stuff all the time and people do it on all types of stuff on the internet. There are yeah. always people making lists and stuff like that. And I feel like I never see it come up and stuff. And yes. I love that movie. Yeah, I think that right. movie is excellent. Okay, cool. Okay. Um, I think it's a. I mean, I think it's. I don't know an acquired taste in some ways. Like I feel like a lot of those actors. It's a thinking man's movie. Yeah, and yeah, I feel like a lot. And I feel like a lot of those actors. Like I feel like it's almost like slow and clever, yes, and some yes. people don't get it. So maybe yeah. that's why. But I, I really like it. Right. And then number one for me, um, Super Eight. Really? Yes. Oh Super wow. Me. Okay. Um, yeah. Is another one. I enjoyed I feel like Super I, Eight too. I, I like. Feel it. Like, I, I feel it was like just mediocre. Oh, uh, I, I love it so much. I just love that. 
that like really I don't know what you'd call that like a subgenre of movies that whole like even the it thing where it fits if it's in yeah. right with it and fits kids. with the Goonies yeah kids it's like the kids uh, yeah. and the monster and yeah. you know I, I mean there's a that. lot of them stand yeah. and their by imaginations me, run you know? wild oh yeah there's yeah there's yes, there's a lot so of them and and I like I like love them all so yeah. um, I'm just a huge fan of that and to me anytime you can get like kids in a movie and get them acting well and. I don't know. So, like, Elle Fanning, I think, does such a great job in that movie. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, I love that movie. I think it's excellent. And, again, it's not like, is it one of my top ten favorite films of all time? No. Right. Yeah, yeah. But, like, in terms of, it feels a, movie, it's in terms of a movie yes. that yeah. I feel like does not get enough recognition, yeah. I, I think that one yeah. fits in there. So. Cool. It's a good totally. list, man. Yeah. yeah. It's a great yeah. List. I like that list. And I will say one other thing is those are my top three. There was a one I... I kind of like toyed with for a while mm-hmm. that I want to I, I want to say to you guys just to see what you think if you think like it has enough of a following mm-hmm. or if you think like it doesn't get enough credit and that's gonna be the Minority Report. Oh, do you feel like it gets enough credit? Do you feel mm-hmm. like people? Do you feel like it has enough of a niche following? Or I feel like we've talked about this one, but I feel like I haven't talked about it. I feel like my else. my opinion on Minority Report is I feel like it does have a following, mm-hmm. but I I still feel like it could be on an underrated list. Okay. Um, I, I think, yeah, I, I, I it's it, that is it is an awesome, awesome uh, plot and everything like that. But I, I do feel like not a lot of people do talk about it or recognize it for anything. Yeah. Um, um, I, I think a lot of people don't talk about it or recognize it doesn't get the recognition it deserves because sci fi is oftentimes uh, are confused with epics. Mm-hmm. Epics are the greatest films of all mm-hmm. time. Um, uh, you know, consistently speaking, I'm actually going to speak about that on my list. Uh, epics. And uh, Minority Report is not an epic. It's a mystery. Mm. And uh, it's a mystery action. And mystery films rarely ever get like huge yeah. on anybody's list, yeah. even though they're really good films. And I, I think that's the reason why, because at the end of the day, Minority Report, while it's a sci-fi action, it's also major part of it is mystery. Mm-hmm. And since it's not an epic, it doesn't get... It does, recognition. It, 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 yeah, recognition, and I, I think that maybe it, it deserves. I've never heard anyone say anything bad about that film, um, but a lot of times when you're talking about the greatest films of all time, a lot of times sci-fi's don't get up there either. Yeah. So I think there's like in 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 the masses' minds, there's two strikes against it. Once is a mystery, and secondly, it's a it's a sci-fi. Yeah. So maybe maybe it is a case for it because yeah. it really yeah. is. And you could you a could argue great film. I, what, what I toyed, I toyed with I toyed with that one and Blade Runner the original. Blade Runner uh, um, for a while, and the Blade Runner went off first because Blade Runner does have a really strong cult following. Yeah, and then right. I wasn't sure, and then I wasn't sure if Minority Report, if you guys felt like it had the same thing, because I knew we had talked about it, but I feel like I've never I don't, talked about it with anyone. Yeah, else. I don't think it has a strong so. uh, follow. I don't think that even has strong a following as Blade Runner. No, no, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying I'm saying Blade Runner was on my list initially, yeah. like very very early on, and then I was like, yeah. no, I was like, this definitely has a strong enough cult following that I don't think it's underrated. I don't think I don't think Minority Report could be on a list. I think okay. it's too strong for that, but I think it can be an honorable mention. Okay, probably. cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and I understand why you brought it up yeah. because it really is a great film. Yeah, I mean, objectively, yeah, and you, and you kind of have a feeling. You're like, why doesn't more people like this? Than yeah, they do. It's, it's. I just feel like I'm surprised more people don't talk about it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Kind of in the same way, Blade Runner gets talked about, I guess, too. So. Right. Okay, Duff. Yeah. What's your list? Yeah, this one was uh, this was hard for. There's so there's just a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, for me, like, I, and I actually looked up some scores and stuff too. Um, but I, I have I have a couple honorable mentions. But 
Number three, uh, one of the most underrated films. This and this is a similar to Joey with with I feel like aren't talked about that much, mm-hmm. and I really do feel like these movies should have been liked more. And I don't know why. There are things that I'm like, why don't more people like this? And it may be a miscast actor. I think sometimes, mm-hmm. and then it's like if this was someone else, they would love it. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah. you know, because yeah. just something as simple as that, yeah. because everything else works, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so my number three, and these are in order. Like my number one, I feel like is the strongest. Mm-hmm. Um, so my number three. One of the most underrated films is The Eagle. Uh, oh, we've talked yes. about that. Right. That's with Channing, and, right? Uh, right. Yes. And yeah. now, and I think this is a situation of just maybe a miscast, even though he did great. Yeah. I just think because he is Magic Mike, and he is Twenty One Jump Street. Yeah. Step and he, up. And, and he's step and up. He's trash. Right, and Joey hates him. <laughs> it, that was, I think, that's the reason why it didn't get. But the thing is, though, he did an amazing job. Now, another thing about I mean, it, that's certainly why it doesn't get the recognition for me. Is probably right. Him, no, so. and I think that's what it is. Now, I, I think, um, and he doesn't have an accent in it. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. But he, right, so those things, I think, those little things are what make it. Maybe people are like, eh. Yeah, but everything else—it was an awesome movie, and he did a great job. The plot was yeah. amazing. The, yeah. the the cinematography was great. Mm-hmm. The action scenes were awesome. It was yeah. the only action, the only movie that I've seen, and there are a ton about the Roman Empire. Yeah, besides Gladiator, I would say mm-hmm. even more so than Gladiator, mm-hmm. really showed you how how good they were the at battle of, okay. because of they they yeah. they showed how they went in with a, just a group of like 18 dudes a in the middle a, a middle is that what it's called a phalanx or a phalanx, phalanx. yeah a phalanx. In the, and they took it and they put it in the middle and they went out in the middle of them mm-hmm. and rescued a couple people and shimmied out killed a ton of people rescued their guys shimmied back in the middle of Yes. I don't know, 5,000 troops. Yeah. And it's yeah. the first time I saw that, and I went, holy crap, that gave me an education of right. why these guys were the best. Yes. Yeah. And so that scene alone, I was like, I haven't even seen that in any other movie. Yeah. I, and, and it continued from there. They had a great plot. Yeah. Um, anyway, Greek, I thought it was super underrated. Greeks and Persians, right? Yeah, it's Greeks. Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah and I, I thought it was super under- I thought Channing Tatum did great, but just because it's Channing Tatum, <laughs> I haven't seen all his stupid comedies. You Sorry, know, I got something right. stuck in my throat. Anyway, Jamie Bell did a good job as this this yes. kid, you know. But yeah. Oh, um, yeah, that's true. And they spoke, they used Bell real Gaelic. They spoke in yeah. real Gaelic. Right, and, really and the villains were creepy. Yeah, and those yeah. guys that were like, basically like, you know what I thought of? I thought yeah. of white um, aborigines. Yes, exactly, yeah. You know, these guys <laughs> that live out like that don't have really. stop at white. <laughs> no, white, they're, like, they're, they're, they're like. They're like how the Indians lived, and how the how the Alka, not the Alka, yeah. the Inca yeah, Indians yeah. lived, but white people yeah. out yeah. in the mountains, up in the cold. It's weird, you yeah, know. Yeah. And uh, I thought the villains Bunch were really good. Bunch of pagans going around sacrificing people. Yeah, it's yeah. our, it's cool our forefathers, man. Brings the, um, a tear to my eye. That's us. Or, that's not, that sounds like right now. <laughs> Bunch of pagans sacrificing good, um, babies. That's yeah, true. That's true. It's very true. Not We've society. come back full freaking yeah, circle. Right. Now, now, now we're now we're now just we just people, legalized man. it, and we yeah. have a supposedly what society of civilized people. But and here we, we are. That's um, yeah, true. But yeah, I mean, the, 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 very sobering. But this movie, the fight scenes were good. I mean, it was just good. Yeah, it was just good. Um, I might so have to rewatch three. that one, even with um, Channing Tatum. Yeah, yeah. You guys talk so so well about that one. It's just a really good. It's underrated. It's super underrated. I was actually thinking about putting that on my list. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, the movie Dread. 
yeah, oh, yeah. That's a good Carl one. Urban. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I thought that was super underrated. Yeah, uh, and some critics hated it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm watching this. I'm like, this is so awesome. I just, <laughs> this is so good. They just have a great uh, uh, Carl Urban. Is probably that was probably the best role. It was even better than than uh, than Doc McCoy. Yeah, you know, and stuff. Yeah. He pulled off Dread way better than Stallone ever did. Like yeah. he just he was Dread. Yeah, well, he, he had was, great. He was one. actually dreadful versus the kind of right. like, yes. great, cheesy, cheesy, campy. Macho, yeah. it, it had everything. That is great Stallone. action, great plot, yeah. great villain. Mama yeah. is one of the best villain chicks. Yeah, yeah. Like she is just she's a great villain. She had the girl sidekick who wasn't annoying. Yes. Yeah. I mean, and and she was actually you actually liked seeing her on the screen. You're, you're doing right. well with this list. You want well, this list of. I'm actually really excited to see number one. Oh, okay. <laughs> Dread, well, Dread, Dread anyway. is good. Dread is good. Yeah, Dread is awesome. just underrated. A what a great movie. Um, and I know these are underrated because as soon as you're saying, I'm going, oh, yeah. Right. So. They're the great, that drug. Yeah. No, no, yeah. no, I don't know why I shouldn't say this, but what a great drug. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's called drug called slow-mo. It makes you feel slow-mo. Like, yeah, so now yeah. you can have all these really cool slow-mo scenes. Yeah. And I love how he doesn't take any garbage. She's yes. like, I got you now, Dread. Yeah. You have this bomb, right? It's yes. going to go off. And he's just like... And he, and he just he just doesn't even mess around. Goes up, grabs her, throws her out the window. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. He actually, yeah. It she, was she's, so she's, satisfying. She's got him cornered. He's got no weapon left. Everyone's like making fun of him, laughing at him, and he pronounces sentence on her. <laughs> yeah, <you're right. laughs> so great. Oh my right. word, it's so great. Actually, I think that's a honestly, and get philosophical for a little bit, uh, a little bit here, but it's actually a great Christian message. That you know the 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 Bible and God is the authoritative one, mm-hmm. and I don't care if you're surrounded by a bunch of people who made up their own law and mm-hmm. are making it. We're going to kill you, or whatever. You still have the authority to tell them what's up as far as you know Scripture says and all that kind of stuff. You have that authority, you know. And you know, I, I just think that is a, was a great message for Christians. Um, you know, when he was surrounded and looked like all hope was lost, instead of going, "Well, I'm sorry," or begging for his life, he he would just pronounce sentence on her, mm-hmm. and he was not afraid at all. No, he you wasn't. Know? I'm not gonna say everything's gonna turn out because obviously he lived, but you know. But I, and I love this scene where they just mow. They take the machine guns, those 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 mini guns, and just yeah. mow that whole thing apart. Yeah. And then he just comes out with the second in command, yeah, and just throws him out, and just sits there and looks at her, yeah, like yeah. from across the way. Like, no, no, yeah. he just turned around and walked back in, and she's just looking at him like, "What in the? Who, what, what oh my word! What am I, I dealing love, with?" I love here? his whole attitude. Yeah, his whole and, attitude. And they did the a really good was, job with the culture. They did a really good job with the culture because they went to this total slum building. Right. Guess what it was called? Peach trees. Peach trees. <laughs> and he's attention up there going, citizens of peach trees. citizens of peach trees. <laughs> you know, <we're laughs> so accurate. Oh, oh man, I just want to go watch it again. The, that needs to be the name of this podcast. Oh my <laughs> gosh! But anyway, dread. What a great movie. Um. Anyway, and, okay. and there, there is a very inappropriate scene in that film. So there is. That's right. I forgot about that one. Yeah. Watch with caution. Um. And so that actually, yeah. And so my number one. Uh, underrated film is Reign of Fire. Mm. Ah, and, um, that was an honorable uh, mention for me. Uh, yep, and here's why. Now, here's the that's thing. That's a great one, too. Um, Reign of Fire got a 6.2 rating out of 10. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's the same as that's the Eagle. IMDb. Yep, IMDb. That's the same as the Eagle. That is actually worse than King Arthur, King Arthur Legend of the Sword, mm-hmm. which got a 6.8. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's worse than um, Godzilla. Godzilla got a 6.4. Which one? Uh, the newest one, the 2014 okay. with okay. um, uh, Brian Cranston. Brian Cranston. Yeah. yeah. 
Oh, that well, guy's Brian point. Cranston for five minutes. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, but what, exactly. People, like going with Brian right. Cranston. And so people like that. That got a that's an actually an honorable mention. I actually like that movie. That got an honorable mention, uh, but that's a, that's a six point four. It got worse than that. Um, and it, the movie Elysium. I don't know if you guys saw that. That got a six point no, six. Forgettable movie. Unfortunately. Oh, okay. Yeah, six point six. Oh, Matt Damon, right? Yep. Yeah. Right. So that got a, a six point six on there. Mm-hmm. So the, this got. You know, it was if you want to call it down there yeah. with the eagle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm going. I can't even fathom how that movie got that bad. Like yeah. this movie had it all. Yeah, the 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 sto- the plot was awesome. The storyline was awesome. The dragons. Are, how do you do dragons I modern know. day? Yeah. yeah, nobody's ever even attempted to do dragons. The most we got is how to train your dragon. That's yeah. all we got with dragons in the last what two decades. Well, we got well, Benedict, right? Smaug. Yeah, oh, we got Smaug. Smaug. Yeah, and, and, and we did have uh, actually uh, uh, Sean Connery on Dragonheart, I guess. No, Dennis uh, Quaid. No, no. Was, oh, he played the voice. He played the voice. Yeah, yeah. and we oh, got yeah. Aragon. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay, listen. <laughs> listen. Aragon. <laughs> has it been two decades since uh, since Dragonheart? Uh, I don't know. I Dude, yeah, like, like, how, how do you do that? Eighties. Yeah. How do you make a movie 90s. that's realistic, a, a post-apocalyptic dragon movie, and yeah. actually do good? Like, it's. It's got a Matthew McConaughey. I became a fan. He, yes. he, he totally changed from this. We talked about him already. Oh, yes. But totally changed from his well, uh, that uh, was um, uh, uh, rom com into total bad A. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's yeah. why we yelled at you for putting him on. That I list, know, but though. he's on U five seven one for not putting him on. Oh, yeah, we're not on list because he's on U five seven one. But anyways, yeah. yeah. Um, he did all the, the cast did awesome. The plot was amazing. Yes. The ending fight was awesome. The fight between him and what's his face was awesome. Yeah. There was a beautiful girl in it, and she was awesome, and she wasn't annoying, and there's no garbage in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, like and, I, yeah, and it's true. It's just so good. The the last scene where he tells him how to kill the the yeah the final dragon, where he's standing there literally in the thing, and he fires and in the slow motion blows up, and you see him like falling back out of the thing. I'm like, this movie has got it all. Yeah. yeah. And it got a 6.2? Yeah. Well, I mean, and I, one of the credits I give that movie, too, is um, that I saw that movie, like, I don't know, maybe a year or two after I was, like, I was, like, in my Jurassic Park phase. Like, growing up, I loved Jurassic Park. Right. And, then, and I just, like, watched that I still that love movie. Jurassic Park. Well, no, I still do, too. But I, like, watched that first movie over and over and over. I wanted to be, like, a paleontologist, like, yeah. when I was like, 10 years old, right? Yeah. And so, like, real life. And so I was, like, in this Jurassic Park phase for the longest time, and... Like, I was looking for, like, something else that would, like, be like that and, like, give me, like, the same feeling and stuff like that. Like, another movie like that. And I saw that movie and I remember being like, this is the one. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I didn't think it was as good as Jurassic Park. But, like, to me, it was a lot better than uh, what's what's the second one called? What's the second Jurassic Park? Lost World. Yeah, Lost World. A lot better than Lost World. They had great characters. I was like, this is the one. The, the most powerful, I thought, character development point in that was when they were yeah. with, in front of the kids doing Star Wars. Mm-hmm. You remember that? And they're t- teaching them the story. Yeah. And they go yes. down like, what do we do when we wake? What do we do? With yeah. I just... I thought it was a little th- weird th- that they called it their prayers. I was like, okay, what are your prayers? Well, that's weird. That's not a prayer. You know? Right. They're like, I let's mean, say our prayers. What do you do when you wake? What do you do when you sleep? And it's like, eh, it's not your prayers. But, but at the same time... They were they were establishing for the viewer that this is a serious situation, right? Yeah, the, and the, these the, are the, the, these aren't just dragons the, from lore. Yeah, yeah, these are killing machines. They were, they were establishing yeah. that 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 the dragons had changed their entire society. Yes, like, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's true. The, the uh, intro, just don't call it a prayer. I don't I'm know. Sorry, yeah, bug me. The intro was great, and then you have him. Then you have Christian Bale. Yeah, that's uh, right. Uh, you know, narrating. Vulture! 
It's frozen! We're going to London! I'll kill you! I'll kill you! I'll kill you! Anyway, there you go. I'm done. Cool. That's a great list. Um, okay, for three underrated films for me, um, number three was a, a, a comedy that I feel like is very underrated, but it's a great, uh, uh, hilarious comedy, just uh, a diamond in the rough done by Disney. And it's Operation Dumbo Drop. Nice. I, I feel like a lot of people do not recognize oh, yeah. this film I feel the same as being the, the, the potential, like, amazingly quotable. Yep. Uh, you know, it's just great a whole cast. great cast. <laughs> it's Ray Liotta um, and uh, Danny Glover and uh, what's his name? Dan, uh, um, um, oh, Pool. Pool, yeah. Um, Dennis Leary. Dennis Leary. Dennis Leary. And Doug E. Doug. And Doug E. Doug, of all people. <laughs> you know? Um, wow, these, I've forgotten about this movie. Oh, this movie is so funny. Back. I recommend still got it, frankly. If you go watch, back and watch it, it's hilarious. It's a really good underrated comedy that kind of came out of left field. You know, it's 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 for kids. It's a mm-hmm. Disney film. Yeah. But it's just really funny. You know, it is. It's a really funny film. You know, of lots of good quotes, a lot of funny scenes in there, and um, you know, just really good acting job by Ray Liotta. Dennis Leary is so funny He's in hilarious. that film that everyone just does a really good job. I feel like it's like an unrecognized comedy mm-hmm. uh, out there. You know, uh, everyone talks about like you know Rush Hour, and you know, I think it's comparable to the to, to Rush Hour. I really do. You know. Yeah. Um. So that's my number three. My number two. Give me a quick, quick thing about that too. Yeah. That movie. That does have. We have to do a list too, of of uh, got to be top ten favorite scenes or something. I don't know if we did that yet. No. Okay. That's um, a big one. It is. A, that is a really big one. But I still get honestly that where where that where the elephant falls out of the plane uh-huh. and the parachute's not open mm-hmm. and he goes after it. That scene still gives me goosebumps. Yeah. I think it's one of the coolest scenes where he just takes off after it, like yeah. and and and. and uh, opens the shoot. I don't know. Yeah. I, it's one of the coolest scenes. Based on a true story. For some reason, for some reason, Luke describing this has just made me realize I made a grave mistake in my list. And What's that? There should be a different number one for me. So I'll mention that. Oh, okay. Really? okay. I also don't want to ruin it in case you have it in your list because okay. it's a possibility you do. Okay. Um, uh, well, that's my only comedy. Okay. So then it's not. Okay. Uh, number two is a, is, is a superhero film. The original Hulk, I feel like, is oh, unbelievably okay. overrated, uh, underrated. Um, going back and watching that film, if you go, wow. okay, that's a good, that's my, a good one. to my millennial Which friends. Which one are we talking about? The original with Eric um, Bana. Uh, really? Who does yeah. it I think that's Lee, an underrated um, one? Oh, absolutely. Who, who directed it? What's it? Lee? Ang Lee, Ang Lee did Ang it. Lee did it, yes. Oh, yeah, that's right. He did do it. Yeah. Unbelievably underrated. Yeah, okay, listen, my, to my millennial friends it. who have grown up watching the Marvel films, go back and watch the Hulk and see how it should be done. Mm-hmm. Because they take yep. their time. There's no millennialism crap like, hey, let's undermine the seriousness with a what, – what, what was the word that Mike told us? Um, oh, yeah, that's right. So it was like uh, Thanos, but it wasn't. It was like Banos. Yeah, it was like, something like that, yeah. Anyway. But yes. Anyway, but there's none of that like you know, very serious and let's, let's undermine it with like this really awkward, oh, what do I do? Oh, you're Hulk now. Okay, so this, this is weird. None of that yeah. stupid stuff in there. It was a very serious film. They took their time with it, didn't rush anything. It took them a while for him to become the Hulk, which which was amazingly great because, you know, he savored it. Yeah. And when he finally became Hulk, he, you know, and, and another thing too that about that film that I, I feel like is great, they, they didn't have the final end ba- battle in a 
city where I'm walking going, you know, if this actually happened in real life, we'd be having like memorials. We'd be having like days of remembrance. Yeah. Like it'd be like another 9-11, yeah. you know? And, and, and I hate when superhero films do go in the city because it's like, who's paying for all this damage? You know, the city would be abandoned for crying out loud after something like this, you know? And, and they had the final fight scene like in the desert. So yeah. like you have this, all the destruction with a clear conscience. Like, yeah. okay, nothing's being destroyed. You know, just blow up that mountain. Okay, blow it up, baby. You know, send that missile off into oblivion. Who cares? No one's going to die. You know, that's, that was a very good film. Eric Bana, a really good actor, and it just really good. I thought the special effects were really good. Now I'm just looking, looking at this. Everyone's like, didn't like it. I'm like, why? Why didn't you like this film? Yeah. You know, really good, really good scenes in there. Um, yeah. uh, I don't think Be I've seen Betty that Banner. Film since it first came out, yeah. but I remember not liking it. Yeah, Betty it, was good. Jennifer Connelly. Jennifer Connelly. Uh, Sam, Sam, um, Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott was, uh, was uh, Stryker. Uh, Ross. No, Ross. Ross, not Ross. Not yeah, Stryker. it was General Ross. General Ross. Who had, in, in my opinion, had a very fake mustache. I kept looking at it. It was so distracting, unfortunately. It took points off. But it, it was a very good film. If you haven't seen it, go see it. It, mm -hmm. it, it's, it stands head and shoulders above most of the Marvel films, in my opinion, right now. Uh, the, I think it's uh, Stanley's first cameo. Who? Stanley's no, first cameo. Yeah. First? I think so. That's a good pick. What was yeah, before was, that? He wasn't in any of the Spider-Mans? Spider-Man was after Hulk. No, the first two were, were before Hulk, I thought. Mm, I don't uh, think so. I thought Hulk was the up. first one. Uh, that you might be right about that, Joey. I, I'm I'm not gonna argue. I'm not gonna Who's die. Who's the bad guy? That it was. Um, the bad guy was his father, Nick Nolte. No, 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 no. The other bad guy, the blonde guy. Yeah, it was his father. No, Nick no, no, Nolte. no, no, no. The blonde guy. Uh, jo Josh, what? Josh, Josh Lucas. Yeah, Lucas, yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. No, yeah, the blonde guy. guy. Yes, yeah, Nick Nolte is blonde. <laughs> no. Um. Yeah. Yes. Josh Lucas. That who, is no. That's who really I think if they if, if they ever remade Shane the movie, I think Josh Lucas should be. Shane. And and forever's listening. If you don't want to go see the whole movie, and watch the whole thing, just type into YouTube. Uh, first Hulk desert fight. Yeah. That'll that'll tell you a lot about why why the movie was cool and it was it, it was really good a yeah. very I think yeah the, fir the first Spider Man was before you're right the second one was just after the Hulk but the first one was before. I, wow. I feel like Stanley has to have been in that one, but maybe not. Wait, so wait, Stan. Okay, Hulk was after Spider Man. Hulk, yeah. The the, uh, the Eric Bana one is just Hulk. That's all it's called. Yeah, it's yeah. Hulk. And that one is right. two thousand three, where Spider Man right. two thousand two. Ah, okay. Yeah. Um, right. And he also, you hear Ross tell them lure lure him away from populated areas. Yes, right. And that's what the military tries to do. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody nobody does that in any of the Marvel movies. Yeah, I know. I know. Like, hey, let's do? have a fight. Let's go you to know the what city. Else they don't stink and do, and they did in this one, and it was absolutely thrilling. Although they do bring it up though, right? That they kill a bunch of people. They do bring that up in the Marvel movies. They do. They, they do. do. Yes, they yeah, do. They, they do. It. But um, the one thing they do in that Hulk movie that I have not seen probably until uh, Civil War a little bit, okay, mm -hmm. is the speed of the Hulk. Oh yeah. Running I'm talking about running fast. Yeah. Wait. No he, one does but he, it. but he was in Civil War. What are you talking about? Where what Civil where, War was the second time I've seen it since no, the Civil Hulk. War, Hulk wasn't in Civil War. I know Hulk wasn't I'm talking about speed. Oh, I'm talking okay. about running fast. Oh. Okay. You, no nobody ever touches that in any movie except the Flash. But that's not oh. what I'm talking about. You're talking about Winter Soldier, I think. When uh, when Captain America starts running fast, no, no, right? I think it's I. Um, he's Captain running fast Panther, a little bit, and Black Panther. Yeah, but and that's Soldier that's Civil War. Isn't that no? That's that's 
Black Panther is Civil War. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that That's is Civil War. No, where they actually, up. yeah, they fall like into where they're, the, where they they're fall fight, in where they're running faster than the cars. Yes. Yes. About? Yes. Oh, yes. 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 Okay. Yeah. okay. That is about. such okay. a, listen, that whenever they do this in movies, it is so thrilling. Yeah. It, you get such a thrill out of it. Yeah. They never, ever do it. It drives me nuts. Yeah. The Hulk, they did it when he just starts taking off in the middle of the desert and he's sprinting and his legs are like a blur. Yeah. And, he's just, and so they have a scene where the copters are, are following him and they're just shooting missiles at him as he's tearing it around this turn and he's just hitting. <laughs> no, he's just moving so fast that mm. they're the, the, just going pew, pew and they're trying to shoot him. Yeah. And he's and he what he's doing is he's deflecting yeah. these yeah. missiles coming yeah. at him. Oh, man. And it gives so you cool. such a thrill. You're yes. watching. You're like, that is so thrilling to watch. Yeah. Ever since then, it's all the big lumber, boom, 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 and you know through the. It's like yeah, and you get punched on. and you fly thirty blocks and hit a building, you know that kind of thing. Anyway, oh yeah, I didn't even this. think about that. You were talking about DBZ it. movies, Man yeah. of Steel, man. Those were some DBZ fights. Yeah, that's right? true. There was that's some true. DBZ I, mean, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh, they did in that. You know the chick. What's her name? The General Zod's minion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't yeah. remember her name, but yeah. they had a quick scene in there, and you know, and and, and I look for this stuff. Yeah. It thrills me so much that I stink and rewind it. Okay, and I rewound it and I watched it again. Not rewind. I skipped back and I yeah, watched yeah. it again. Yeah, yeah. But there's a there's a bunch of cops, right? Uh-huh. And she goes, pew, pizza, pew. like it was just quick, quick, yeah. quick, 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 yeah. just like that. And it was so cool. Yeah. I know. I think the I, everyone talks trash on Man of Steel, but I think Man of Steel is awesome, and yeah. I love the fight scenes in that movie. Yeah. And she did it to him too. Yeah. She she actually like he comes up with this punch right, and she mm-hmm. goes and she just goes bam bam just yeah. like that, and then he flies. I'm like, can we have more of this, please? Yeah. I know. Those anyway. things, I, I, they like it's like they toned down the DBZ fighting thing in the rest of the DC movies, and I thought that was cool. But it anyway. was. I agree, but that's a good pick. So Luke. my number yeah, one. I was gonna say Luke's number one. Yeah, what's this? yeah, my number one is uh, you know talking about the epics, which you know the big. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my opinion, uh, I, I call the big six, which is uh, Patriot, Braveheart, uh-huh. Last of the Mohicans. Uh, You're talking about epics, gladiator, yeah, epics, yeah, gladiator, yeah. Lord of the Rings, Interstellar. No, that's not an epic. <laughs> that's not uh, an epic. That's really? sci-fi. Yeah, epic. yeah. A sci-fi it's an epic. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's an epic sci-fi. But... Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what yes. other one? Okay, hmm, maybe. I don't know, you wait, who's your six? What's your six? You uh, the Lord si- of the, the sixth what? one um, it, it is kind of like debatable. It kind of like I, I leave that kind of slot open for like a couple different films. Um, cause, cause they kind of do it and they kind of don't like 300 is sometimes on there. I, um, I, feel like I don't feel like it is, but I think some people do. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, what are the so, big six again? You, well, no, what's, uh, the, Patriot, yeah. uh, the Lord of the Rings, uh, which I just include all three. Yeah. Uh, Patriot, Lord of the Rings, uh, Braveheart, Last of the Mohicans, Gladiator. And do you not feel like Saving Private Ryan? Oh uh, yeah, Saving Private Ryan. Okay. Yes, yeah. thank you. Yes, that's that that's, that's, that's those are the big six. Yeah, yeah. Yes, thank you. Yeah. And and like the, and, and there's a couple other ones that kind of appear on oh, there sometimes. Yeah. Um, I would some people I would, would, I would kind of count Glory. Like I would kind of count Glory. Mm, right. Oh. Right. But I don't know that it totally fits your right. criteria. Exactly. Yeah. But you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I feel like there's another film that should be on there that's not, and that is The Thirteenth Warrior. I, I, I've never I, heard of this movie. Uh, it's it's Antonio Banderas. Oh. That's your, that's your number one underrated. number one most underrated. That film. is a good list. Um, yeah, I, I that's think, a good one. I think peop, I, people I people don't uh, they completely underestimate this film. 
you know, watch it. It should be up there. Bullvi, who is it, – it's such a great film because the hero isn't the main character. The hero is being observed by the main character. It's a great literary take. Oh, yeah, I um, love that. In, in, mm-hmm. in the film. He is a hero, but he's not the hero. The hero is Bullvi. And and right. it's it's a take on uh, Beowulf. It's very similar to Beowulf. But it's oh, like a more, really? reali- more, more realistic approach. Like, what if this actually happened? You know, it's this. this is what it would look like. And um, Bro, you know, it says it deals... from the author of Jurassic Park and the director yes. of Die Hard. Yes, boy, Michael I've Crichton. never, oh, Michael Michael movie. Michael I've never seen this yes. movie. Yeah, it's called. It's called. Uh, the book was called Eaters of the Dead. I read it twice. What? Yeah, right, I'm tech. I'm checking this out. Yeah, this is absolutely. Awesome. So I, I recommend it to everybody who's listen, listening. It is really good. Really good film. Yeah. Um, I, I'm just like it, it never got the. Uh, it was directed by John McTier- McTiernan. Um, never got the recognition that it deserved. Yeah, that's um, a good one. Just is a big sweeping. Um, well, it's not sweeping, but it's a it's an epic uh, of um, you know Nordic proportions. <laughs> and and you know we talk about you know I remember one time I was at, uh, I was at LBC you know, hanging out with some people there and uh, in the guys' dorm they had a picture of all the manly men and this was kind of like where I first got the idea of like my big six. And you know Mel Gibson from Braveheart, Braveheart was on there. Yeah. Uh, Gla- uh, um, Russell Crowe from Gladiator was yeah. on there. And, you know and they had all these pictures of these manly men. I'm like, where's in? You know, where's Bullvi? Yeah. Bullvi should definitely be up there. Mm-hmm. He should totally one of the you know the most manly of all the epics I've ever seen is this guy named Bullvi. He's mm-hmm. so cool. Yeah. He does not get the appreciation right. that he deserves. And and that film, like most people have never heard of it, but you got to watch this film. It's just really good. It's about Vikings. Yeah. And 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 like I said about culture, culture, culture. This movie is the standard by which I judge all other cultures because they establish culture so well because when you get to the Vikings, you're like these people are disgusting. But when you find the real bad guys, you're like, "Wow, the Vikings look like the freaking bourgeois." Man, they are <laughs> They like like upper class aristocrats aristocrats yeah. compared They're, to these people. Compared to these people, and and it just takes you so far into culture and into the movie that you don't even realize you're there. Yeah, you know it's so good. The movie. I'm not gonna say, hey, this is the greatest film I've ever seen. Yeah. but it's definitely uh, right now thinking about it, it's the most underrated film because I, I nobody ever talks I've about never it. Heard of it. Never even so, heard of yeah. it. You gotta watch this film. Definitely going to watch it. Cool. Thirteenth Warrior. That's my list. Joy, what was your amendment? All right, my amendment. I, it's a good list. My amendment has got to be. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think of where it would go on this list, but Mystery Men got to be my amendment. Oh, <laughs> Mystery Men's got to be. My amendment. I just start laughing when I hear. I that. know. <laughs> I love that movie so much. That to me is one of my I favorite, am one of the funniest comedies. Ballerina Man. That's right. One of Ballerina Man. Just, I mean, and just becomes. I feel like it just becomes more and more prevalent by the day because more and by the day we just release more and more superhero movies. Yes. And it's just it just makes fun of all comedies the are suffering. Yeah. It is good. Yeah. But I, I Mystery Men's got to be on my list. That is so. yes. I'm not sure where but it's got to be yeah so. i keep looking for that scene i looked at just the other that was the other week I, I i couldn't find it on youtube but i was looking for the disco plumber scene <laughs> i couldn't find it he goes, oh look at it there he goes yeah. oh this look guy at this guy pipe. with the pipe who are you the disco plumber and he goes oh my gosh it's so good yep. that's yes. a good one so yeah i, I love that movie so much and yeah I, that definitely deserves to be there because again, nobody talks about it. Yeah, well, agree. folks, uh, that's our list. We established the list we're going to do next month. Uh, that is three fil- three times you were impressed by a monster, and three times you were not impressed so by excited. a monster. <laughs> that's going to be a long list, I think, but yeah. it's going to be a fun one. Um, and Sorry we'll about be- all my long lists, everybody. Yeah. Hey, and next month we're going to be talking about Black Panther. 
We will. Okay. When we talk about the uh, uh, unnecessarily controversial already, the the movie's unnecessarily controversial. Controversial, controversial because of the movie. because of the. Well, we shouldn't go into it, I guess. Yeah, but yeah. It, it'd be you already know about it because of the whatever you were gonna say. Yes. Well, I was I was, just gonna, yes. I was just gonna say. I know I don't know what I was gonna say. <laughs> whatever. Anyway, we'll talk about it next time. Yes, we will. We will talk about it next time, folks. Dove and Joey say thank you so much for listening. We, we will do. see you next time. Be strong, courageous, my friends. See you next week. Nope, oh, that'll be next month. Yes, next month.
Thanks for listening to Streetwise Theology, brought to you by the Mid-Atlantic Reformation Society and Reconstructionist Radio. Please visit reconstructionistradio.com and thinkandreform.org. Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network brings to you a complete lineup of podcasts where you will hear practical and tactical theology. Our desire is not simply that you consume our shows, but that you also live out your faith in every area of life. We can talk all day long about these things, but if we fail to put them into practice, then we fail as ambassadors of Jesus Christ our King. Subscribe now to your favorite Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network shows. Or you can subscribe to the Reconstructionist Radio Master Feed, where all of the content we produce, including the audiobooks and audio articles, will pop up as soon as they are available. And don't forget to visit ReconstructionistRadio.com to volunteer as a narrator or to partner with this ministry financially. May the Holy Spirit stir you into action for Christ and His Kingdom.